Right. So I would just be, they would all just be on my porch and we would all be on the porch. Drinking. And then when my mother would come, that, you ever hear me do that? That joke where I say stop the cussing, that's actually they would do that because my mother or somebody. Stop the cussing your mom. Yeah, stop the cussing. They go to Doc's mom and they'd be like, we sell crack. Like, she go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to curse yeah. about, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing when they used to do that. They used to be like, man, we, <laughs> we robbing and shooting everybody. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't want to cuss, cuss some more. <laughs> just fucking just kill me with that shit. Make, 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 make crack like this. Make, 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 make crack like this. Let me give a shout out to D-Boys, drug dealers, neighborhood dope man, I mean real niggas, that'll make a dollar, out of 15 cents, ain't got a job, but a ride, and pay the rent, professional crack slinger, I serve beans, I once went to jail, but having rocks up in my jeans, but not these. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank episode 152, I'm Ari Shafir, listen, it's a good episode today. I have, okay, Doc Willis is a comedian at the Comedy Store. He's also worked on the parking lot for probably the last, like, 10 years. Is that possible? Very possible. Uh, Doc's always been cool. He's a short little guy. He's like five foot three or something. And um, uh, the weird thing about him is he comes from Detroit. We always make fun of him for being a Lions fan most of the time. And sometimes, you know, he makes fun of us. But um, I sort of always heard about his, like, gang lifestyle beforehand, before he got there. But I don't, I just thought it was just like, I don't know, there's sort of this, like, racism that goes on <laughs> where it's like, oh, he's black, be careful. Um, and so when they say gang lifestyle, I thought, I thought that meant like, eh, I grew up on the streets. I grew up in where it was like tough, poor neighborhood. Um, but then I think Matt Egger, Steve Simone told me, he's like, no, no, no. He was straight in a gang. Like he was selling, selling drugs in the street corner, <laughs> like straight the wire shit. Um, episode six, season one. Um, so yeah, I talked to him about it and man, he's got a fuckload of stories. You guys. He straight up sold drugs in the street. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a really good episode. We met at the comedy store on the patio to see if anything would happen. Nothing crazy happened. You can hear a little bit of uh, the, the fucking jackhammering that's going on down the street across from me, my apartment. But anyway, um, today's sponsor is Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a glasses company, everybody. I wear glasses. If you've ever seen a picture of me, you'll know that I wear glasses. So Warby Parker, what they do is they send you five pairs of glasses for you to try on. Then you try them on, decide which ones you like, and send them all back, and they'll put prescription lenses in them for you. They measure your head. They don't measure it exactly. What they do is they say you're narrow-headed, middle-headed, or wide-headed. I'm wide-headed, I think. Um... And they just you just pick a, a few different frames that you like, and they send them to you, free of cost. If you go right now to warbyparker.com slash Ari, um, it's free shipping. So they'll send you these five pairs, whatever you pick out. Uh, you keep them for five days, send them back. If you like them, you say, I want those. Tell, tell them your prescription. They'll put lenses in there. They're, 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 um, they're glare-proof and reflective-proof lenses. Um, so here's the deal. I tried it. 
they they gave me the code and I tried it and uh, it's ninety five bucks for regular frames and it's one hundred forty five for like titanium steel frames. I don't like the kind that has the fucking the the thing on the nose where you can tweak it because once those get bent, I never know how to bend them back. So I like the one that's like all one thing, all one piece. So um, they sent me five frames. I liked one of them. I didn't like four because I gotta try frames on. I gotta try them on. I'm always like, oh, that looks cool. And you try them on your face. Like, ah, they hang wrong. Until you put them on, you can't tell. So warbyparker.com slash Ari. Uh, so here's the deal. I didn't want the one, the one that I liked. So I'm going to send them back. They have a new spring uh, collection. I'm going to try those. And I need new glasses. I need new glasses because I can't keep doing what I'm doing, which is every time I record something on television or tape a special or do anything, I take a Sharpie and color in a black Sharpie and color in the, the, the chips and my glasses. Color them in. Jesus Christ, Ari. You're making some money, bro. All right, I got to get glasses. So warbyparker.com slash Ari and, uh, and uh, help support the podcast and get some cool glasses. They have good frames, you guys. They have legit good frames. It's a cool, cheap way to get glasses. It's 95 bucks with lenses in them. It's not just for the frames. It's lenses in them. Ship back to you. You give them your prescription. And then you have them in your hands for $95. WarwickParker.com slash Ari. Uh, also, uh, I have new Skeptic Tank. New, uh, my, excuse me, 2014 tour shirt is here, along with a couple other shirts. You can pre-order now at AriShafir.com um, slash merch, I think, uh, or slash shop. Well, you'll see it on there, AriShafir.com. And you can also check out my tour dates. I've got Buffalo this week at Helium. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and then Chicago at Zanies, February 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, Zanies Rosemont, the 21st, and then uh, the downtown Zanies, the 22nd and 23rd. I'm excited. I've heard Zanies is really cool. Um, anywhere else coming up? Nope. Tempe Improv with Joey Diaz in April, and Moon Tower in Austin. At the end of April. All right, you guys. Um, oh, and February 27th, I'm doing a storyteller show at the Improv. This is not happening. Storyteller show. I don't know the topic yet. Maybe Friends. Big J mentioned that. Maybe like Friends, like shit that your friends have done to get you in trouble. But February 27th at the Improv. Um, and also check out all the storyteller shows. They're almost all done now. Jeff Dies last week was tremendous. You got to see the Jeff Die one. And you got to see the one before that with me. And Steve Renazisi and Bobby Lee and Natasha Leggero all on stage together talking about it's all fight stories. And Jeff Dies was travel stories. Um, oh, he told a good one, you guys. Go to YouTube.com and enter in the search engine. Enter This Is Not Happening playlist and you'll see them all. The Jeff Dye one should pop up first if you enter that. And then right after that, the me and Renazisi and Natasha and Bobby one. Uh, all right, let's start the episode, shall we? We shall. By the way, Denver was tremendous. This fucking greatest comedy club. Just a goddamn treat to be there. I got into the Denver spirit when I was there, too. This Capitol building was lit up in orange and blue. Man, I was, I was rooting for Denver. One of the door guys gave me at, the, at the Comedy Works gave me, a, uh, gave me a, a, a Bronco shirt. I was cheering for them, and they got blown the fuck out. They got blown away. Oh, my, I did not see it going that way. I did not see it happening like that. Jesus. By the way, check out my sports podcast that I do with Sam Tripoli and Jason Tebow called Punch Drunk Sports. It's on iTunes right now. 
or you can go to punchdrunksports.com to find that. Let's start the episode. Oh, and skiing, by the way. I mean, I guess maybe I'll talk about this on Punch Drunk. Skiing in Vail. God damn it. Just tremendous. So I went one day. I went two days of skiing. This guy really hooked me up. Uh, he plans these things. His name is Dan. He, I, he found me on Twitter. It's Dan Flynn. Uh, if you want, he, he sent me up with a vacation in Vail. A cool like place in, uh, in Lion's Head Village um, for pretty cheap. Uh, with, with slope passes or whatever they're called. Wow, that sounded racist. Um, if you want him, use him. He, he, was, he fucking helped the shit out of me. I told him exactly what I wanted. I just want to get drunk on wine at night and just ski all day and get high in the trees. So it's Dan at RockyMountainGetaways.com. Slash direct Dan at Rocky Mountain Getaways dot com slash direct. You should uh, you should if you ever want to go there. It's fucking awesome. So the first day was skiing it was cool, but they said it hadn't snowed in two weeks. But it's goddamn Vail, Colorado. The mountains are glorious. Um, but then towards the end of the day, it started snowing, and it was coming down so hard, and the wind was blowing so fast that you couldn't you couldn't see if you were like if you were moving or how fast you were moving. And I'm not that great a skier. I'm pretty intermediate, but you you base yourself like how much you have to, to turn based on how fast you're going. And you only know how fast you're going based on your eyes. And you couldn't tell with this. So you might be dead stopped. So you got to like, you got to like push your legs, like you're almost like leaning backwards, but because of your momentum, it keeps you up. That's how you know how to stop. Kind of like a, like a skater, an ice skater. But if you, if you're not going very fast and you just lean back, you just fall over. Man, it got to the point where I couldn't see. I started getting worried. I'm like, I'm going to stuck out there. Um, but the second day, so there people were complaining. They were saying, oh, it hasn't snowed in two weeks. But I'm like, this is glorious skiing. The second day when it snowed all night, there were no paths. It was all just powder. I went in, in Dervoods or something um, up in the, the China Basin Bowl. And man, it was just skiing through the trees, jumping off rocks and shit. Oh, <laughs> It was just fucking amazing. I mean, beautiful scenery, but God damn it. You could just throw yourself in, in like say I'm going too fast. Like, fuck it. Instead of trying to stop, I'll just throw myself over. You wouldn't even get hurt because it's so powdery. I mean, you go, there were just completely virgin trails, skins through trees, deciding like, oh, there might be a little jump. I can fucking try to jump off a mogul there, skiing in and out of the fucking, oh, it was just great. It's just great. Jesus. I got to go back there. So now, I mean, I'm not even a good skier. I went to fucking Zermatt, Switzerland in the Alps and Vail, Colorado within a couple months. You have not lived, you guys. You have not lived until, as an intermediate skier, you have accidentally gone down a double black diamond slope, turned onto a go, oh, wait, no, I thought it was pointing left. It's pointing straight. And then just picking up steam. No, there's no way you're going to get back up that hill. So you got to connect to it and just go for it. There's no bigger rush than doing that knowing full well that you have no health insurance. That is living, you guys. Oh, and by the way, I tried to sign up for health insurance. You know, if you don't buy their stupid overpriced health insurance that offers less now and costs more, that if you don't buy that, this year they're only billing you $95. The next year they'll bill you like two grand. If you don't get into bed with fucking Kaiser Permanente or Blue Cross, the government takes $2,000 of your money. Anyway, um, you know somebody they're not going to get money out of? Fucking gang members. So let's do it, everybody. Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. 
Episode 151. Oh, and I want to tell you something about Doc Wells. I'll save it for the outro. Something interesting about Doc Wells and why he works at the comedy store. Well, maybe I'll just say it right now. I asked him why he works there, or he just told me. He said the reason he works there and he parks cars is because he wants... I mean, his dream is to become a legit stand-up comedian. And he said he likes to see the comics as they come out from their day. The first, the first moment they step onto the, on the store property and come out of their cars, he likes to see them right then and see the mood they're in and see what he can learn off them in terms of doing stand-up. The pros, the people coming up, he just likes to get it all. I thought that's pure as hell, man. I used to see their real emotions as they're coming in and how they're feeling about doing stand-up comedy. He said, rich, poor, doesn't matter, famous. They're all just sort of nervous about doing, about their set. They're all sort of just like, I got to do my set. Man, that's pure as shit. I love stuff like that. And don't forget, by the way, uh, this will be a bunch of stuff Doc mentions. Um, I put videos to a lot of that on the website. So go to AriTheGreat.com. You can do that every week. That's where the, um, the podcasts are, but it also... The reason I'm asking you to go there is so you can see my tour dates on the side, on the right. But um, also, um, it just shows extra details. It shows all the music from the podcast episodes. It's all listed in there at AriTheGreat.com. Um, then you can get links to my to my to whatever. But it also, every like video we talked about, like we talked about a couple of gang things. Um, anyway, I put links to them on the website. So here we go. Doc Willis on uh, fucking <laughs> drug dealing life on the streets of Detroit, Washington. What? Come on, man. Detroit, Michigan. Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank, episode 152. The Streets, USA, with Doc Willis. Here we go. Number four. Know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Number five, never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want to ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think a crackhead paying your back, shit, forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your family and business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight. Yeah, it was way easier going to New York already having a little bit of like a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is, it's like, I'm 40. I'm not 25. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, so I'm like, nah, I don't want to just just pick up and go because of my age. You know, and that's why I'm like, I, I guess I should That's why I did it, too. I was like, dude, 40's coming, so yeah. I better get there before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Try to uh, keep it close to your face. Okay. That's like it. Bobby Lee, he's been yeah. on me. Like, no, stay. Stay. Don't just, don't leave. Stay. You yeah. know, if you quit, just quit. Because I've been wanting to quit the store. Nah, I've been here long enough. Let all of the, the other dudes come in and do their thing. And I want to give, I want to kind of like give myself a, more of a challenge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the thing is, when I leave the comedy store, I'm gone. <laughs> I ain't never coming back. <laughs> really? Nah. Yeah, you worked here a long time. Yeah, very When did you start time. working here? 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been almost. It's be number nine. Yeah, be number nine right now, so. Wow. And you know what's funny? Like, out of all the stuff that I've been through here, like, because of what Missy's done and what it's done for me as, just as a comic myself and what I believe. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have, like, you know how to, like everybody had that, that anger when they want to leave? I don't have that. I have oh, just, right. like, that that it's, I've grown to a certain point, so I need to do something else now. Like, with my, to get more, more time or make myself better to become a better comedian. 
Yeah, I broke up with a girl like that once where it was like, I'm not mad at you. Let's just, I just don't want to do it anymore. Oh, yeah. I gotta go. I <laughs> yeah. gotta go. At least like, she was honest, man. Yeah, like one time it was like a nice, nobody was mad at anybody. Right, right. Just a really fun, friendly. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way, man. Diaz told me once, he goes, no matter what city you start in, whatever city you start in, they're always going to see you as an open micer. A yeah. part of them will always see you as an open micer. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because when I do shows elsewhere, yeah. people still don't know that I'm a comedian. Like they're like, they're like you're a comic. I didn't know you were a comic. I, wow, you did great. They're yeah. like, I thought you just worked there parking cars. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that's like, so frustrating. Yeah. Yes, that's so frustrating. Yeah. Like all I want you to do is know that I'm a comic. Yes, that's the whole purpose why I work here. I'm like, what? There was a, s- there was a uh, door uh, door guy at the Improv who came here a few times and was like, oh, you do? Everyone was like, you do comedy? What are you doing here? He's like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest thing, man. Like yeah. people, they. But they don't know that this that what Missy established here. That was the purpose of working here. You yeah. know, to be a comic. It was a great though, bro. When you were like, you could sit in the cover booth. I don't know if you ever did the cover booth. No, I, I stayed do? away from it. Only you do the door. Do I do everything else but the cover booth. Phones? I never wanted to, to to even work with the cover booth. They oh, asked right. me, and I was like, Nah, I'm not messing with the cover booth. Why not? Because uh, I didn't want to ever be accused of stealing money or anything. Oh, yeah, you would get accused of it. Not to mention, everybody actually stole money. So right, right. That's like, what I'm talking about. By association, yeah. you'd be like, of course. Yeah, you I was steal hearing money. so many stories. I was like, hold on, no, man. I was like, that's, God, that's too many. ZC took thousands of bucks a year. <laughs> thousands. Exactly. He made like exactly. 10%, 20% of his living man, off that. Yeah, exactly. I hear all the stories from. Tax free. Nobody too. really knows. But everybody knows, like yeah. Freddie Lockhart. I mean, like Tommy ain't working Tommy Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for years. On and I'm like, he always get the main room on Saturday. I'm like, oh my god, he been killing Missy like like crazy. Yeah. You can't my- smoke weed as much as he do, and <laughs> <laughs> not take and not take money. Yeah. <laughs> if there was weed to take from the till, he would take that. But there's not exactly. He was. I had a uh, my relative. My cousin was a manager yeah. of, a, of a company, and he would smoke weed. So you're not going to spend your check smoking weed when the money's right there. When the mo- No, you're not. So, that, so he, he no, got fired for that. Right, right. Oh, right. really? Yeah, he got fired for that. They caught him, though. They just never did. They don't have no system here to catch, oh, yeah. catch those guys all they the time. They used to. It was like just the door, the door guy, which, which <laughs> Jesus, man. Why is everyone going around that guy? He's never going to be able to move in. Stop traffic, idiot. Yeah, the guy right there backing him in. The one who's just yeah, and then everyone's trying to bust around him. It's fucking retarded. Yeah, blocking most of traffic. Anyway, I don't know how you back up and switch around with an 18-wheeler like that. Oh, well, that shit always impresses me. I don't know. Every time I see it. When yeah. I was driving buses. Yeah. It's nothing compared to that right there. You drove buses? City yeah. buses? For Santa Monica. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, it's nothing because it's all one rig. It's not like attached by a thing on the side. Well, no. You know, I drove the, 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 the big, long Caterpillar bus, too. The one that got the double. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that must have been hard. Man. That must, you know, actually, oh, no. The rubber in the middle. It was, it was hard because uh, of your fear. Because your fear. Yeah, more fear than, than maneuvering it. It drives yeah. just like the other buses. Hey, Felipe. Thank <laughs> you, Felipe. What's up, Felipe? Felipe Esparza. You wearing a funny Felipe shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. What up, Felipe? I'm the wrong fucking bus. What are you oh, doing? Hey. 
I'm on my way to uh, meet Chuck Bartell on 8926 Sunset. I got off on Fairfax, got off a wrong fucking bus. Felipe Esparza, people, I'll be at Tommy T's this week, all right? <laughs> January, 20, January 23rd to the 26th. Oh, Tommy T's is a so spot. Cool. You gonna be, is uh, Chris going to go with you? Yeah, Chris, Chris Storm? Yeah. That's Just my man. Talking to Jordia, he said, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing? <laughs> fucking Charlato, everybody. He's a fucking kiss of death. Everybody else, kick her, kiss the fucking finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like running into you. I saw you in Atlanta right, last time. Yeah, I have to wear your t-shirt, bro. Getting uh, props really? everywhere. Oh, fuck yeah. Right, How was that cool. show? It was good, you know. Yeah. What, what can you do, man? They don't promote, man. Right. The weed was all right, I guess. The weed was good. Right. <laughs> All right, fool, I got to go. All right, right Felipe, take care, man. That's what I love about doing stuff here. You just get pop-ins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Polly did the last one I was here. Uh, I forget who else. We had tons of people. Hey. It's funny. It's the comics that know each other. You taking a picture, um, bro? So you drove that city bus with the, with the, with the rubber in the middle. Yeah. That right. must have been real tough. Did you hit anybody ever? Nah, well. <clears throat> Scruncho hit a guy? Oh, at Chocolate Sunday, yeah. No, I'm not scruncher. I'm Doc. No, 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 no. It was a whole other dude. It was the dude that worked. Yeah, the promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't me. He hit him walking. Like huh? he, he was hit him when he was just walking. Like he wasn't even in his car, and he hit him. No, no, fist fight. Oh, hit him. Yeah, hit him, hit him. Oh. Yeah, because the guy. Yeah, he went over. He went over his time, and they they got into a fist fight over that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who was the black guy? Scruncho or the other guy? No, no, Scruncho, the other guy. Scruncho, the other guy. Who yeah. went over? Scruncho went over his minutes, yeah. and then you know he's the booker Man, that's of the show. Expected on a black show. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, guess he went too far. I guess. All right, all right. So then they started arguing, but the guy started being like aggressive towards him, like you so know, Scruncho punched him. Yeah, you know, Scruncho was an ex-crip or whatever, still whatever, you know. So he's still street. Wow. <laughs> so like Scruncho. Sean Scruncho, he uh, he was in the wrong, but he just he he let his anger get the best of him, and he fired on him because he right. he told the dude don't talk to him the way he was talking to him, he which he talking. was right about that to a point. But then again, it's like you ran the light in his. And like the reason the I'm talking to you like this, yeah, because you fucking you messed up the show so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like if. If Jamie said the same thing, you want to punch Jamie in the eye right. or, or Missy in the eye. Like, you know don't talk to me that way. But I wonder if I right. went over and Jamie was like, you fucking p- prick, you fucking dickwad. You went over your time, fuckface. And I'm like, hey, man. All right, you can talk yeah. to me. You can make fun of it. To right. Limit, limit it. Right, right. Like, no, fuck you, piece of shit. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Right, Jamie, shut up. And maybe I would punch Yeah, him. you probably would. You probably yeah, would give it to him. Did you see the fight? No, I wasn't there. I, I saw him after the aftermath, and I asked him if it was okay because you know they that shit got kind of like crazy where they like they stopped letting him go up in all the black shows. Scruncho? yeah. Oh, he's man. hilarious too. Yeah, he was over he's one at of the, the best uh, comics around. Black he went comics. to Chris Spencer's spot, and he was supposed to go up over there. Chris Spencer was like, "No," nah, from what I hear, because he went up too much, or because he punched the because he punched the, the dude. Because uh, Pookie, you know, Pookie, you know a lot of people in Hollywood, and Pookie deal with Kevin Hart and all the rest of them. So you you mess with his people, then you mess with him, and then they talk to Spike over at Mo Man- Better Monday. Oh, yeah. Spike, he was supposed to go you. over there, and Spike and them wouldn't let him up over there either. They was like, "Hey man, that was the best sentence I think I've heard about black comedy." Pookie deal with Kevin Hart and all them. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nobody knows who Pookie is. It's just yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, um, uh, he was in the Crips. Mm-hmm. How many? How, what were you in? 
I wasn't in no Crip gang. My gang back in Detroit was just was like Detroit. a yeah, yeah. It's just thousand little small gangs. How but, many? Uh, how many comics are ex gang members? <laughs> uh, Scrancho, Lil G, me, a uh, lot of them, man. I you guys commiserate on that shit? We, you could just tell. Oh, how? Because, well, one is our material. We talk about it. But then, there's a, like, I don't know how to explain to you. Uh, but the best way I can explain it is there's a street thing that, 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 that when, 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 you, when, you, when you pass somebody from the streets yeah. or you come in their area, you can feel it. There's just a vibe that you have. So, like, we all connect on that level. Like, to me, oh. like, there's just this, this, this acknowledgement of, hey, man, you know, from Reggie Carroll, all the cats that was street, guess comics that was street cats, there's a certain vibe just about it. demeanor, a way of walking. Yeah, a, not even, it's, it's, just, it's just like a spiritual thing. Yeah. I, if, 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 if I had to really point it, it's, it's something that I can't really put a finger on, but it's an it's a ambiance that, that when that person walk in a room and you can feel how when they talk and they move, Okay, this guy's a they have that ex, kind of ex thug or a thug, or they've been part of something. Oh, there must be a lot of thugs that hang out here at the store, just like yeah, yeah, members. yeah. Oh, yeah, like because it's know, not that far away. Exactly. You it's know, like the funny thing is, uh, you know how like Cat Williams has got Suge Knight as his manager. <laughs> yeah. So they they were here right <laughs> yeah. one day, and I was parking the cars, and uh, just to show you how, and this always happened with me with with street guys. Just they always. They just start talking to me. Yeah. So um, I get in the car, in the truck, and I was moving the truck. And I didn't know Suge was in there because I just walked around because I was like, let me move this truck and put it the way, face it the way I want to face it. Right. So I got in the truck, and then I looked to the right, and then I go, oh. And I said, what's up, Suge? And he was sitting in the car. He's like, hey, what's up, dog? So I was like, no, I'm just going to move this truck right What's up, quick. dog, or what's up, doc? Dog. Oh, okay. You ain't Damn. know that. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't know who you were. <laughs> right. So, uh, but... Like no no bullshit, Ari. Out of nowhere, he just he starts just like pouring his like heart out. Suge, yeah, like he starts and he he kind of shocked me with some of the things he was saying because he I didn't know he felt like this, like I felt. You wouldn't think that because there's two types of dudes on the streets. There's there's uh robbing crooked ass dudes. Yeah. And then there's real street cats, you know? And the mentalities are, are, are pretty much are the same because we're both street element. Yeah. But one just is way, just don't give a fuck. And they're on a whole nother, like, fuck this. I'm taking everything in their, their, their mind and they're just crazy. And what's the other way, thank The you. other way is he's more of a business savvy type of guy. And right. he's, but he's like him. He's like him. He'll kill anybody just as much as him, but he's in more control. He's, and he's like, you know, that's why Chug lost his empire because he was too, he was too, his hands was just too, in my opinion. Jesus. He was too involved and too, too, too much, too much of, of the, of the element of the street. And he, he would. Okay. You know what I mean? Where like, you have to kind of. He got his hands too dirty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't know how to separate himself from that Thug like, from like how Jay-Z did it Jay-Z mm-hmm. was he, even though he was rapping he still had his foot in the street before he really really fully stepped out yeah so like but he wasn't like 
he had his foot in the streets, but he wasn't like beating people up or fucking slinging or whatever. But it, it, it is the thing about the streets. It's never really like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people don't understand the difference between, and this is where I'm going with Suge. Okay. All right. Where people don't understand the difference between gang bangers and drug dealers. Oh. That's two different people. Two different people. Gang bangers is just like, and this is what I want to talk about. We was in the car with Suge, right? Yeah. And he's talking about shootings, and we, we just got to talk about it. And then when he started hearing me talking, he's like, oh, you from the D? And then we used to start talking about Big Meech. Big Meech is this big drug dealer that you heard the song that, that Rick Ross made. I think I'm Big Meech. Yeah. Larry Hoover. Okay, that song is about a guy that Big Meech is a big drug dealer from Detroit. Did you know him? I didn't know him personally, but I knew the people I was affiliated with, they were affiliated with him. Okay. So they, because they were on a more money, a higher money scale than I was as when I was out selling dope. I was just like 16. I was flipping ounces and stuff like that. I wasn't like, like making, moving keys per se. Okay. What, so what did you do? I sold cocaine, heroin. What, on, on like a corner or like? Corner. Uh, then I started after, after. Uh, one of the guys that was fronting drugs to me died. I took over his, his the guy that was fronting, the bigger guy that was fronting him. Yeah. Then I had the guy, smaller guy, selling, selling drugs for me. Where's the risk? Where's the risk? Yeah. For arrest and for violence. For, for what? Arrest and for violence. Where's the bigger risk? Uh, like when you're on the corner, of course. On the corner, because yeah, because you're exposed to the element of being robbed. You're exposed to the police, undercover cops, yeah, uh, <coughs> just <coughs> being shot by rival drug dealers or rival gangs. Where to? As when you're when you're when you're just distributing, they got to catch you. Right. So that's a good promotion then. Right. Then when he died, and you got to take a spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> like <laughs> the street guys is just like. Most gangs are ran by the big drug dealers. From the head, and then it just goes down like, yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. a pyramid like, or something. Yeah, yeah, Like, you watch Gangland? Any uh, other Gangland episodes? Uh-uh. No? Okay. The Wire. You see The Wire? Yeah. Well, I know. i never seen it. I heard it was, oh. it was epic. Oh, you got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, they told Tom me. Tom yeah. has to watch I, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to sit down and watch the whole episodes. I just never sat down. But everybody keep telling me about it. I'm like, damn, this sounds so crazy dope. Because I was watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And I got hooked on that. Yeah, it's pretty it was, great. It's, it's a little bit one artsy. episode into Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I was like, it's oh. a little bit Hollywoodish, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. but even still, it does have like that element of of drugs, it, yeah. like like it, like that realness to it. Even like Breaking Bad, I watched the end of it. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like they got it. Yeah, yeah, like like just from I I didn't even see it. I just saw the finale. Oh, just the finale. Just the finale, and off the finale, I was like, holy shit! Like, oh yeah, I was like, this shit is. <laughs> it was it, it it was just, and then when people told me the whole thing behind, it, I'm like, wow, this I, I need to see this whole thing, but um, the the drug and the, and the gangs and and Sir Knight said this to me in the car. Yeah, he said, uh, he said, man, gangs are bitches. Most most guys in gangs is bitches. It's He's bitches. like, man, yeah. He said, man, I wasn't a blood because I wanted to be a fucking blood. He's like, I'm just trying to get money. And he said that. He said, he said, man, most guys. He said, and I, and I was saying the same thing to him. I was like, yeah. I said, most people don't know. Like, 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 so many people fear gangs. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, but they're just as pussyish as everybody else. Yes. Oh, it was just yeah. like that's the job. Like, like, like the ones you, 
you don't even have to fear these guys either. You shouldn't fear no man. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to to, to you be more aware, aware around exactly. certain men than other men. You got to be aware because it's just like if you don't pay attention, you could get hurt. So yeah. you have to be aware of these these people. But at the same time, it's like most of these guys, like like like, like the, the 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 dudes you worry about are the leaders. Right. That's why they always go after the leaders because the leader. Those are either it's only they either the guys that I told you they it's only it's three categories that the guys can fall in they're either the real street cat the crazy or the bitch they ain't the bitch the leader ain't never the bitch right so they either one or two they either the crazy robbing do yeah or the, or the real street cat that's just out there just trying to get the money keep everything stable and and these are the new rules the new rules yeah are this, this is so what we do, do yeah. and if anybody step then you then take them out do that. but we don't go we don't rob we don't. You know what I'm saying? We we do what we do, and that, and and we make our money over here. Anybody come over here, we take them out. And if we want to go over there and, and start over there, we try to do business with them. And if it get uncomfortable, then they take them out. Right. You know, so that's the whole war of it. But but the element of of of, of most street gangsters, they bitches. And 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 the real the real street cats and the crazy. This is the difference between them and the bitches. Too. Yeah. And when it comes down to trouble, the gangs will go, us, let me go, hey, they'll come back, get, get their friend. They, they go, team hey, up. They they'll team up. team up. Yeah, okay. hey, come on, let's go. In. But the street, real street cat, they'll be like, I got this. <sighs> and then, or you would just hear about it. You would be sitting with the gang and then everybody, hey, you hear what, what Ray did? And you'd oh, be right. like, what do you do? And he went up there and shot up everybody like what the uh-huh. fuck? He's on his own. Yeah, yeah, on his own. Like, like, and in the gang, if you got a thousand gang members, I'm telling you, it's only maybe about twenty of them that's like the way a normal person would like. If they see two people like in their face, somebody might be like, oh yeah, come on, break it up. Yeah, without yeah. thinking about it, they would just do that. Yes. Wow. And instead, they just shoot people. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, like, and those guys you want to stay crazy away from. dudes is just shoot people, but real street cats they don't just shoot people. They'll. They're pragmatic. They'll even they'll even give you they'll even let you know and give you a warning. Hey man, you gotta tone it down. You oh. know, like like when Al Capone and them, they didn't just go out and hit. They would go to him and be like, "Hey, look." <laughs> they would sit down at the table. Like, <laughs> Can I pull up a chair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pull up a chair. Let me talk to you for a second. Look, this is what you what, doing are you getting wrong. Cannolis? Oh, those look delicious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, listen. Yeah, I try to get real casual. Yeah. They'd be real nice. They make the business. best cannolis like, here. You yeah, did, yeah, you yeah. did the right oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I talk to you about something serious for a second? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go straight into. So that's the that's the that's what where guys like that they they that's how they move and they become empires. Yeah. Whereas the crazy guys, they get reckless, and they get to a point where everybody wants them dead, and they only last so long. You ever seen Mean Streets? Uh-uh. It was uh, it was um, who's the guy who directs all those gang movies from way back, like Casino and Heat and stuff. Oh, Martin uh, Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It was his first movie, and he put De Niro in it. It was just about one of those crazy guys who no one could control. And right. after a while, he had to get dealt with because everyone's right. like, he's too much of a wild card. He's fucking us up. Right, right, right. It's kind of like Joe Pesci in Casino. Yeah, he, he had to get this like, like, get, get this guy. I mean, Goodfellas. Not, Goodfellas, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we get, get rid of this guy. He, yeah. when, when somebody's just too high-headed and they're, making, and they're making business uncomfortable, it's like, man, just, like I'm trying to. And in the business world, you can just fire a guy like that. In the business like, world, yeah. You know, we're going to give you two weeks, off, two weeks pay and like we'll ask you to just go home. Right, right. But in that world, 
You got to take them out because there is no boss you have to listen to or get fired. They're just no. doing your own thing. Yeah. And so Shook said what? So he said like. So he was saying basically like, and that's what it, that's what it is because everybody thinks like, like, like gangs is like a black thing or a Mexican thing, but it's really a poverty thing. Poverty thing? Yeah. You know, like, like, like for me and my gang. Yeah. My gang was filled with guys with either moms was on crack, father was on crack. Or both parents were dead. Oh. You know what I mean? So there was no real structure there. You know, they just couldn't control. And they were poor, you know, because Detroit is poor. And the, I've heard. Right, exactly. <laughs> I've read a thing or two. You know, and uh, if you wasn't in the big three for Chrysler or GM yeah. and making money like that, and, and if you wasn't educated or, or, or work hard and hustle, they, you know, most people would turn to the streets. And that was with me. Like, I didn't want, I don't want to be an old gangbanger. Yeah. That's what, I, what me and Sugar was talking about. It was like, nobody wants to, like, if you're a real dude, you don't want to be no fucking gang. Like, I, I hate it. I hate it when people would run up on me and ask me, was I in the gang? I would only claim the gang. I started claiming the gang because I was selling dope with them. And then I was getting ran up on and jumped because. Oh. So I, then you need to say the, for their, their name for protection. Not even for protection. This just was like. Like, I love these dudes. So when we roll and when we were, because they can't, they, they, like, here's the thing. You're not never really protected, even right. though you with this gang. But because, somehow the, the name of the gang helps protect you a little bit, doesn't it? It's like, hey, don't fuck with that guy. He rolls with these people. No. Nah. No? It wouldn't help. No, nah, because, let's, let's face it, gangs, that's the, that's the reason gangs is plural, meaning there are other gangs oh, out there. Oh, yeah. So you're never really safe. Like, like, yeah. like. You see it with the mafia guys. You see it. They be big as hell. And then all of a sudden, some dude come in and take them out out of nowhere. They be down there eating on, on Fifth Avenue in New York. And then dude ride by on a motorcycle and bang. Yeah. You know, or if you watch Gangland. Yeah. Uh, they have a series. A&E? No, it was on History Channel. History Channel, okay. Now, they had a gang. They, they did the, the most notorious gang in Detroit. was called The Best Friends. Best, the best friends gang? The best friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like eight dudes that was best friends. Oh, really? Here's what they were. That sounds like something fucking a bunch of Jews would do in fourth grade. <laughs> we're the best right. friends gang. Right, we're right. The best friends. They were voted on the History Channel as the most notorious gang out of all the gangs they interviewed, from the mafias, from the, 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 wow. the, the Sinanola. Really? Why? Because, <laughs> man, let me tell you something. When my gang, when I joined my gang, that was one of the first gangs that came out their mouth. They say, listen. Because my gang actually got into a fight with them down with some of the other younger ones down in Detroit. Because they were, they were established like in the early 60s and 70s. But in the 80s when I was coming up, they had other little guys that was in it too. But they were more of a hitman gang. Every last person was a hitman. Oh. So that's why they were called the best friends. They were eight dudes just doing hits on people. So when you watch it on... And they would do that for money? For money and for free sometimes. Like, you watch it. When you watch on a... You can watch it on YouTube. Just type in Best Friends Gangland. Okay. And watch watch that. And you'll get a summary. That's that's exactly how most guys are in Detroit. That's why it's so violent there. Why? So how would they make a living then? Hits. Hits for hire. Hits for hire. And then they do other hits. They they say they, they, they did over 80 hits. Probably more than that. I would say more than that. But their thing was what made them so notorious was because 
Like, see how me and you right now? They would come here busy like this. This yeah. is when they would get you. Broad daylight. Wow. When you, when me and you just talking and having lunch. Wow. They would come right here and bang. And that was their thing. They was, they were, that was their thing they loved to do. So they would, and what they would do, they called it, uh, they called rock you to sleep. What that is, is you get, I get into it with you. Okay. Who's in what gang? Like whatever. Okay. Say you in a rival gang or you're a rival drug dealer. Okay. I get into it with you. Yeah. I would let you go for two years. Oh. But I would be following you. You could, or three or four, five years. You could go and have kids, married and everything. And then one day, I come to you and bang. Just, just, Over they, that thing from three years ago. From three years ago. They, they just keep you on monitor. And they will watch you. So when they, they will follow you all that time. So, and so they will then, wait for a good time to yeah, do it. Yeah, the guy on the episode, he even was like, <laughs> he was like, he would, he would be like right up on them. Because some people knew. And he was like, and he would tell them their time is coming. Like, <laughs> like, he knew it was coming. <laughs> like he was out his fucking, they was out their mind. Like that's what they would do. So they were just, they were just straight up hit men. Wow. Eight dudes. You could pay, any drug dealer could pay them. Any of them get killed? But their thing was hitting other big drug dealers and taking their clientele. Oh. Yeah. And then they start selling drugs. Right. So they started doing, making like $25 million a month or something like That's that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How much do you make in a lot? Not that no, much. No, not that much. <laughs> in the $25 million and below range. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, wow. So you knew them? You got into it with them? I did my gang got into it with them downtown. They came back and they told me they go listen. If you ever see these guys come over here, he said, "Man, you have to kill them." He said, "You ever see no, which guys? The best no, friends. Best friends. You have to kill them." Yeah, he said, "If you ever," he said, "He said, listen, to what I'm telling you." He said, "This is the one gang that you can't fuck around with." He said, "You have to take them out." He's like, "They ain't like the other ones." And that's what their reputation that was. That means like, if you get into it with them, they will kill you later. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no, oh, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to, we're going to fight in the alley. There is no, you're going to die. Whoever's in the car with you is going to die. Whoever around you, they're going to die. We're killing everybody. There's no dance contest. There's no, no. <laughs> there was just like, they would, you'll see. If they, so when did they start getting killed? They must have started getting killed. At yeah, they point. started getting killed. Uh, two of them still alive that start the originals. Uh, and they beefing because... One of them was hired by the own gang, by, not hired, but they, they set up one because they said he, they thought he was snitching. His brother was snitching and they killed his brother. Uh. So then he started snitching on them. Then that guy shot him up. So like they had to do two different interviews because these guys can't Wouldn't be. talk to each other. Yeah. Uh. But you, you have to watch it. Just watch it. It's, yeah, a, watch it's crazy. That. But they, they are, man. I'll put that on AriTheGreat.com, too. Just the thought of that, though. I said, you know, like, you hear about, you know, Mafia, and they send people out. But I was like, when he said that, I go, two to three years? Who the fuck does that? Wow, three years. Follow you around like What, do you that? keep a record? I'm like, right, don't yeah, forget to be mad at that guy. And you don't even thinking, like, about this guy. Now you are living your life. Rock eating, you to sleep. Like, thinking you ain't even. That's just, uh, that and just then what, do they mind. make everybody else know that they're the ones who did it? No, they didn't. They just, because they were, like, they were part of, they were part of the drug underworld, and then they got mixed. Once you get mixed in the drugs, yeah. people start knowing that who you are. Right. You know, and... and make a name for yourself. Like make a industry. name for yourself, and then you got people selling drugs for you. They talk on the street, so your name is out there. You can't... Oh, I represent this guy. If they would have just kept it, like, eight hitmen, then we probably wouldn't have never heard of them. 
You know, but because they're affiliated with so many other people, you're going to hear about the things they do. Yeah. You know, even though they try to keep a tight lip on it. Do uh do they try to like in the games? Do you try to like get a name for yourself? Is that important? Like building up your name or do yeah, you- like now back to what Suge was saying. When I was in the game, yeah, right. One of the gang members in my gang, he's dead now. He died. He got killed when he was eighteen. He got shot in the head three times. Damn. But uh, <clears throat> I remember, and he was like my my guardian in the gang. Okay. His name was Thomas. To me, he was like my best friend when it came to being on the streets. Uh, and he pulled me to the side one day. He said, look. Thomas did? Yeah, Thomas did. He said, man, listen. And we would, we wouldn't even pull me to the side. We were just sitting down talking because we used to have talks. And he used to pour his heart out to me. And he goes, uh, these gangs ain't shit. He's like, he's like, I hate everybody in this fucking game damn near. He said, I like you and a couple others. And he's like, he's like, I'm only 6'1", skinny. I could fight. He had hands. A dude could fight. Right. He said, but, but it was guys in our gang, and he admitted it, that he couldn't beat. Because he, he said, I ain't never even fought them. He said, but they never lose. He said, when we go fight other gangs, I've never seen these guys lose. And he said, but you see how they, all of them, every last one of them respect me? He said, because... They know I'll kill him. He said, that's the difference. He said, not only do I fight, but I kill. And he said, that's, that's what you want. He said, these other, he said, these gangs and shit, they say they bitches. He said, he said, they, he said, they never, and he said, they always come get me. He said, I never come get, go get them. And he was right, wow. man. Like one time, fucking crazy, right? Yeah. We're on the corner, yeah. me and the gang, selling dope. Hanging this out. is what okay. we do, sell crack. What's dope? Yeah, yeah, crack. What's- Crack, okay. You know, we selling crack on the corner. Well, I had heroin and crack for myself because I was making money. Yeah, you anyway, so uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta smell weed too, or you gotta no, have different stuff. You sell weed too, or no? yeah, I sold weed, but weed was so slow. I was like, man, this is bullshit. That yeah. crack though, that heroin is a whole nother level. We talk about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm on the corner, and it's like four, about seven, eight other guys, and we we out there selling dope. A yellow cab pulls up. And Thomas jumps out of the yellow cab. And he has on a hoodie, a gray sweat hoodie, gray sweat pants, and like some new, not new, some like some black shoes, gym shoes. But you could tell the, the sweat hoodie and the pants was new, but they were ripped and there was blood all on it and his mouth was busted and everything. Oh. So he get out of the car like angry, like, but hype. Like he's so, like he had so much adrenaline going. Yeah. And I was like, when he jumped out, he was like, He's like, what's up? Then we go, what the fuck? Everybody run up through. Like, what happened, dog? Because, like, he was, was like. energy. Yeah. Like, he had blood and rips all on his, like. Oh. We're like, what the fuck happened, dog? Then he goes, oh, man. It's like, you took this out, right? He's like, I caught a cab over the 50, 50 strong neighborhood, right? So I go up. I get out the cab. I walk down the block. I see all of them. I run up on them. I just start fighting everybody. Huh? And he said, they start getting the best of me. I pull out my pistol, and I start blasting. I go, what the fuck? So we said we're we're why did they do that? Yes. And then so we go. So I look at him and everybody pause. And then my boy named Jamie, he was standing next to him. He goes, goes, damn Thomas, man, you you crazy, man. Why would you do? And he was like, fuck them bitches. He was like, because you. He's like, they gonna fear me. 
fuck y'all. They're going to fear me. He's like, everywhere I fucking go, he's like, they're going to fear me. He's, and I was like, holy shit. Wow. And I, like, but that was his thing. Like, he used to go in gang neighborhoods and fight he would by himself. go to try to find them by yes. himself. By himself, man. How long did he last? Uh, I was in the gang for about three years. And that was about it. Wait, how period. long did that guy? I mean, he died when he was 18. Oh, that was the one who died. Yeah, that's the one that got shot in the head oh, three wow. times. And he got killed by these these ruthless. When dudes. was he beating people up? When she used his pistol? At 17, 16? Well, he, he first. The first time he killed somebody, he was 13 or 12. God damn it. He got into it with some man, and the man was talking shit. But here's the thing like, this is how crazy Detroit is. Like, he shot this man in the chest in, in the middle of the street, and nobody called the police on him. And they just t- took the man away. He never did no time for it. Wow. No, and he, from that point on, he just murdering him. And it was just like, you, you, you're you talking teenage kids. Because you get no repercussions. You're going to keep doing it. You know how yeah, you yeah. get away with something? Like a little kid gets steals some chocolate. Exactly. Like, oh, no, exactly. Trouble, and then not only that, they learned how, like they learned how to murder. Like, like like it's not like how y'all see on TV when people get caught. And, uh, when, when it happens in the hood, you have to remember that people are like, why violence so bad out there? Because... People are so afraid that when it happens, they just like, man, I, I, I don't want my family. Nothing happened in my family. I'm not going to say anything. Right. So their thing is just like, oh well, I don't know what happened. They could be sitting right there, bang. All right. I mean, go in here and clean up this kitchen or something. This is like think that's everywhere. I don't think that's just inner city at all. Right. My friend Kurt told me he saw last year in the in the in the, in the winter in New York. He saw there was a snowbank. Mm-hmm. And he saw two fucking for five days. He saw two legs sticking out of one of the snowbanks. Wow! Just a homeless guy that had died for five days though. And I was like, "Did you ever call anybody?" He goes, "Oh no, I guess I should have." Yeah, I'm like not, not one of those thousands of people right. that passed it every day right. to call somebody. Right, but that's not a little different. That's just somebody who don't right give exactly. A fuck. And in that's hood, nobody's gonna hurt you in the hood. They care though. They're just scared. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're they're oh, being right. bullied. They're being bullied. You know, like Cause what, some if you, of them, if you, if some of them like, not really scared. Like the ones that want to fight, it's just like, "Well, I'm gonna fight. Ain't nobody else gonna help me." And it's just like, "Fuck it." So they just try to do what they do and try to get out, or they just do their own thing and be like, "Hey, man, that's what they do." Do regular people, non non gang related people, if they like call the cops, do they get in trouble with the gangs? If they find out, All right? Yeah, you ain't. You know, in that, I live right. I live four houses down from a judge. From the jail, judge. Yeah, I had a judge that stayed on my block from of Detroit. Wow! And everybody used to be like, "That's the judge," and she used to see me out there, you know. And next door to her was one of the biggest drug dealers in our neighborhood. Next door to the judge. Yep. And they just did their own thing. They each yeah. did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like she, I don't think she she didn't know though that they, but I we knew because. I I actually sold drugs for the guy. Yeah, I wouldn't know who the judges are. A judge could walk in here. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we all knew because she was known. Oh, that's that judge. Yeah. Hey, when you got jumped, what do people do to you? Jumped uh, from the gangs? Yeah, when they said like I never got like, stabbed. Corner, never, like, I never. I've been you. shot at a lot, but I've never got never got hit. And my gang used to get mad about that. Why? <laughs> they, they yeah, they used it. to be like, "Man, dog, like how come every time you leave?" Somebody gets shot, or you're right there, and somebody will get hit, and you don't never get hit. And I'm like, short. Nah, nah, that <laughs> take up less space. But I mean, some of them was just as short as I was. You know, oh. it's not many, but 
couple of them. Yeah. But it was just like, <clears throat> I had like the, the most, like I believe in God. I believe like God was just watching over me even though I was on the streets. Yeah. Because I've been, like one time I was on a corner and uh, <laughs> this is this is funny now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys uh, came to me and he was like, hey, hey man, y'all need to be on the lookout. Because I got into it with these other big drug dealing guys named Carl and Gut. He's like, I got into it with Carl and them. Hey, man, so you need to be, y'all need to pay attention because I, I shot up their truck. And I was like, you shot up their truck? I said, you didn't shoot them and you shot up their truck. He's, I was like, man, you're a fucking dumbass, Who's that? His name was Man. Okay. We, we call him Man. That was one of his nicknames. I said, like, man, you, why would you do that? And he was like, I said, man, you fucking dumb. And I was like, all right, man, we didn't really care because I like, fucked them dudes because we weren't scared of them. Yeah. So nighttime comes. It's me. Man standing right next to me. And a matter of fact, I'm facing him like me and you are. Okay. And I'm talking to him. And then there's other couple other guys leaning up against the store that we sold drugs. Just hanging out. Of, hanging out. And I'm just talking. In the middle of my conversation, this jackass just takes off running. Uh-huh. And this is like at nighttime. And I, I go, what the fuck? He didn't say nothing. He just took off he running. He saw over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so then I look back. I said, man, what the fuck? I said, why would he run? And everybody's like, where he running? And I look up and I see two trucks coming with the headlights off. Off? Off. Oh. So we know the trucks, though. We're like, ain't that gut in Carl's truck? Or ain't that Carl's? Because the good one is because his got shot up. He was in a different one. Because yeah. they had, well, they were drug dealers, so they had several trucks. So it was the other trucks. Trucks for what? Delivery? No, no, no. They like the SUVs. Okay. So All they right. just, you know. So, like, like Escalades or whatever. Yeah. But not at that time when Escalades, it was sidekicks, little-ass pickups and shit like that, or, or Cherokees Zuzu. and G- yeah. yeah, Zuzu's, right. So they come up with the headlights, like, why they got their headlights off? Just qu- and not even thinking. Wait, hold on. Do gangs buy American cars in Detroit? Yeah. They do? Yeah, yeah. Still I, I don't remember nobody. Well, they drove Hondas and stuff, but, I, but for the most part... It was the the bigger drug dealers. They drove BMWs and Ferraris or oh, whatever. Oh, they didn't drive American cars? Well, when they got that kind of money. Right, but, okay. but as far as just regular, yeah, all Chevys, all Cadillacs, all, that's all you've seen. You've right. seen nothing else. Nice. Okay, so. So I'm on a corner. Yeah. And now they're, they're about right where this van is. Yeah. Coming. Distance-wise. Oh, Wow. So it's I'm still not paying feet. attention, and then I'm talking, and then I go, I go, oh shit, wait a minute! And then when I turn, they were right where the stool is, right there. Wow! And then the Ten windows feet. dropped, and then I see these AK-47s come out the window, and I go, oh shit! And then they just start letting loose, whoa, 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 and then I, <laughs> I wow. fell. The other guys ran behind this thing, but I was wide open, and I fell on the ground. And then the bullets hit the ground. Pam, pam, pam. Then I hit the ground around you. Yeah. And I rolled, and then I jumped up, and then I could just hear. I can you can hear it whizzing like the bullets. Like got the. F-. And then I, I ran and jumped behind. You know how like liquor wow. stores have these big metal steel doors that that they close them at the end of uh-huh. the night. It was when they open them and stick out. So I jumped behind it like in a nick of time, and then you could just hear. The bullets hitting the wall and the, the steel door. Bang, 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 bang. I was like, fuck. So, like, uh-huh. like that close, bro. Wow. Like, like, like Anybody crazy. got killed out there? No, nobody got hit either. Wow. Here's the no. crazy thing about gang violence. It does it in Sons of Anarchy. does it in The Wire. 
They're the worst shots. Yeah, because you have to th- remember, there's you're in the car driving. I yeah, and you're the windows down, so you have to. You first of all, when you're shooting a gun, automatically you're jerking. Right, right. So right, you right. got to have your body planted. And you don't so have a plan. You're just car, sitting down. You're sitting down, or you up in the window, so you got to just spray. So the wood, the gun's just like going because you can't really get a good, good position with it. So it's just like they're right. they're just hitting. Wow. I was just lucky. I mean, I got to admit, that, especially with AKs, there was no way you shouldn't have. Jesus, how do you outrun that? It's not. I didn't like, even outrun it. It just was luck, man. Like, like pure the luck. The concrete was blowing up around you? Yeah, that, you could just see the sparks and just, just fuck, like, I just didn't get hit. Why didn't fucking man say, hey, watch out? Man, I don't know, man. just ran. We just started laughing afterwards, like, he dumb as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> <we're> like, <laughs> and then when he came later on, we saw him, we were like, why you ain't saying nothing? He was like, man, I told you that. We go, <laughs> like, you could have at least said, there they go. Yeah. He just took off. Or run. Nothing. Anything. Ari, no words, no. Nigga, dick old, nothing. Why nothing. do... <laughs> Why do they roll up with the lights off? Is that a warning to regular people, or is that like he seems like at this point you should just turn your lights on? Because when you got the lights off, they don't see you as well. You, yeah, it's dark, and you're not really paying attention. Yeah, but it's Headlights such a cliche. Would be it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Just leave your lights on. People are like, oh, it's just a car. Right, right. They call it creeping. Right. So when you cut the lights off, I guess he's see, coming up in a house if, that right, way. Right, right. Because if if you see headlights, yeah, you're gonna automatically be paying attention. You go as soon as you see lights, like if your back's like my back's turned, yeah. I see headlights. I'm like, what's going on? Right. But if somebody's creeping and they got the headlights off, and I ain't paying attention, they get right on you. I ain't gonna hear them coming. You right. know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, I'm gonna look, and then it's by the end, it's too late. They already spraying up the wow the area. Yeah. It's Did you crazy. ever see people getting killed? Yeah, I I, <clears throat> I didn't see him get killed, but I seen him when he after and he died. I. uh was at a party and uh, this guy this ain't even in my gang this is a whole nother just at a party in Detroit Yeah. and this guy he came in and he was there at the party and he kept mean dogging mad dogging you know staring mean at these dudes sitting at the table and these dudes was big drug dealing dudes because they had like expensive bottles of champagne and all this on their table. So I'm sitting at the table behind them and I see the guy and I'm like, why is this dude staring like this? So then I see the one, the two guys, two of the drug dealers up under the table. I see them tap each other and then they laugh like this and then they point. Uh-huh. But the guy don't even see them. They just smile every time he go by. Like they, the guy is totally clueless and he kept doing it. He would go by the table. And just, kept mean mugging him and they kept yeah, smiling. He would go by and they just go, man, I'm telling you. What happened? At the end of the party, it sounded like, like a war was going on outside. Just rifles. Just whoa, 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 whoa. Just like, just, I said, what the? F-? So then after the gun stopped because everybody started running back into the house I mean, to the building. And then I went back out, and I walked out. And then sure enough, the dude that was mad dog and everybody was laying there holding his throat, and he was trying to talk, and his friends was trying to, like, like be still, don't talk. But he, he couldn't. Like, it was so much blood and hole in his throat, face, chest. And it was like, wow. Wow. And then uh, my boy, he was like, hey, man, he gone. And, yeah, he died right there on the spot. Just blood out or just stopped breathing. Just done. Why was he like mad dogging them? 
I have no idea, man. That's yeah. how it is in Detroit, and that's why I tell people. And like, they just smile because they know they had guns, and they were just right. Like, that's the thing about Detroit. And I tell people here, I had to adjust to that because me coming from a street element in Detroit, you don't look. They do that a lot out here. That's the thing about these gangs out here. They do this. It ain't even gangs, just the gangs. It's just these guys. They, they, it's called practice looking hard. They just look tough. Practice looking hard. Yeah. yeah. And then when the action comes, they like, they all are frantic. Yeah. It's like, you don't mad dog somebody in Detroit and you ain't, you ain't going to do nothing. Like, when you stare, they're not even going to ask you. They can walk up to you. They're going to ask you, what's your problem? If you don't explain why you're looking like that, they just fire on you. I have Bell's palsy. Punch. It's not my fault. <laughs> my eyes are frozen this right. way. Please don't right. hurt don't, me. Don't not stare. Do not. Because <laughs> there's, like, I've never seen so many people do that so much. In Detroit, they don't. Here, they mean mug a lot. A yes. lot of actors out here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of actors. actors. It's like, what is this, man? They talk. I always, I always hate that. I mean, I, we never got nearly as hard as you guys. But, like, it was always like, you got a problem? You got a problem? They step up and they get in somebody's face. Right. Always, but, like, dude, just fucking fight. Yeah, exactly. What are you acting for? Exactly. Just fucking fight. Exactly. I saw this guy, Masai, once, this Ethiopian guy. He used to get into a lot of fights. He would lift weights, and as he would, like, put, like, bench pressing to, to drive him, he'd be, like, at the top of it, he goes, I'm going to fuck somebody up. Yeah. I'm going to fuck somebody up. <laughs> and that's how he, like, motivated himself to more reps. And he was facing this guy, like, standing face-to-face outside a club in D.C., mm-hmm. and they were just like, yo, you got to make a move, make a move, all that shit. And then somebody drove by, some non-related person just drove by and goes, like, yells out the window, goes, you better handle your business. Yeah. And Masai looked at him. And he just, the look on his face is like, yeah. And he just fucking punched the guy. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I my what, are you, what am I doing yeah, here? Yeah, it's like, but that's a yeah. shame that somebody got to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Man, I, you, I saw the funniest thing down. Remember when they had Miyagi's down here on Sunset? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Fu- Dude, this is the Remember that waitress would only fuck Asian guys? The white waitress. Oh, she loved uh, fucking Asian what's guys. her name? Uh, I don't remember, but she would always go to Miyagi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Miyagi to find an Asian dude. <laughs> it's just really. <laughs> I had one Hilarious. chance with her once. Jennifer, Jenny, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. I had one chance with her. She was drunk. I was like, oh, we should go back to my apartment. She goes, oh yeah, let's do that. And then right. she waited like ten more minutes. I think someone's passing out like like Christmas pictures. And she's like, you know what? I'm sober enough. I'm gonna walk to Miyagi's get an Asian. I'm like, right. I'm fuck <laughs> I waited too long. Learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. So, yeah. What happened to Miyagi's? The funniest shit I've ever seen. There was this big black guy, man, ripped. Like, big old 6'2". And he's walking through the dude Miyagi's toughest shit. Yeah. Dude. He walks by. Some dude just shoves him. Boom. Just shoves him. Dude. Huh. It was a white dude. That shoved him? <laughs> yeah. Like, the black dude looked up. He go, and then he put his head down and walked away. I go, what? Man, you, but this white dude was a thug. He had, like, tats all on his neck, and he had a scully on, like, down on his face. Just an but unrelated like, person he just shoved for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never seen a white guy bully a big black guy like that. And I said, holy shit. That, and you could see that that white guy, you could see that. You could feel the element. I say, oh, he got the street in him. That's that 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 he just did it just because the, the black dude didn't even look at him. He just looked at him walking by, and boom! And he just pushed him like you punk like that, like <laughs> like wow. like you ready? Like you walking like that? Are you ready? Right. So if you walk like that, and just you wanted to punk him, like I'm gonna push you and you could do nothing and nothing because he his thing was was 
Like, you should have seen him when the black guy was walking, though. He was walking, like... All tough and hard. Yeah, it was, like, the sickening... Like, <laughs> like yeah, y'all never see it. Y'all see it. People who not from the streets, they just look at it, and they go, man, man. But real street cats, they look at it and be like, he acted. <laughs> right. And then as soon and they as get they... get mad about it? Yes. I used to wear mad. all this uh, skateboard clothing. It was, it was cool. And I, got, I had a little bit of money at some point. I was doing commercials, like, six, seven years ago. It was just going well, and I had cash to spend on clothes. And I buy those wristbands, and I buy like skate shirts. Yeah. I remember being in Vegas with my friends, and uh, some guy looked at me. We were watching the, the thing at the, at the Treasure Island, the, the play out front they do. And uh, he just looked at me under his breath. He's with his dad. He just goes, fucking poser. And I was like, I got so mad at him, but I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm a complete poser. I can barely even skate. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Right, right. I was so mad about it, though. I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> I want to be like, I skate the steps. It's Hollywood right. high. You don't fall shit. But it's like, right. it would all be a lie. People right. get mad at fucking posers. Yeah, I, you know what, man? Like, like the, the, but, uh, like so many people like, respect guys that are that are supposedly tough yeah and then and like where the being in a gang and the type of guys that i was in like like i had some real street cats that was teaching me and they just they were about just respecting people period like like thomas didn't fuck with regular dudes <laughs> and regular people on the streets he didn't bother them nah our, our gang wasn't like it, only the, the punks in our gang would fuck with regular what was the people. name of your gang the Gucci boys. The what? Gucci boys. The Gucci boys? <laughs> yeah, we used to, <laughs> we used to wear... Was Gucci Mane part of you guys? Or no? Yeah, yeah, huh? No, 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 <laughs> Gucci Mane wasn't part of it. It was just... The Gucci boys. I got in the kind of late, but they they would buy expensive Gucci clothes. Yeah. But not like... Like, like they would wear, like, gym shoes, but not like the 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 the, the clothes, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it to you. Like, they would wear Gucci... Like get a chain and had G's on it. Gucci didn't make that, but they would get self-made ones. But then they would buy like these really expensive gym shoes that they had out at the time. Gucci, they didn't shoes. wear like like look like runaway models. Runaway they didn't look models. like Kim Kardashian. Exactly, they were thugged out with Gucci gym shoes. So we couldn't wear gym the gym shoes or the chains. The police would confiscate them and make us anybody with that on because we had got kind of really popular at that time. Oh, really? In our neighborhood. How much was the cops a problem? How much do you have to deal with them? A lot, man, because we had bad and we had crooked and, and, and good cops. Like, we had these two cops named, I'll never forget these two, because they took my dope and my money one time. Oh. And they were the name Officer Reynolds and Smithers. And what? Smithers. Smithers and Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. And they were black cops, and they were coming around. Were black cops better than white cops or vice versa? I, I think the, co- the Smithers are... Or the same. They, the, there was rarely any white cops where I'm from, but the white cops was more supportive of helping the youth than the black cop. Okay, like not, not all of them. Not, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. And oh man, I'll never forget this one time. Reynolds and them, they caught me with like it wasn't that much. I probably had like a maybe a half an ounce worth of cocaine on me. Yeah. Crack. Maybe an ounce, and uh, and I had probably about a, anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars in my pocket because I had just recopped this my my beginning, yeah, you know, about to make some money, you yeah. Know? And uh, you had that from having sold some already, yeah, yeah okay. having sold some, and uh, <clears throat> pushing past those few ounces, getting getting them off. 
And they pulled up on me and they searched me. And at that time, I had them up under my nuts because I just came out. And I normally take them out from under my nuts in my sack and put it in a hiding stash spot on the street. So they just uh, just came out. And I said, fuck. Oh, damn. So, but because it was them two, I already knew what time it is because that was their thing. One of them smoked crack. Really? Yeah, yeah. Reynolds smoked crack. <laughs> so he and then so the other one would just so take the crack and free money. crack, free crack and money. So I already knew what time it was. So when they started searching me, they found it. I'm just like, you motherfuckers! There it goes. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, well, well, well. Look what we got here. Look at all this money. I'm keeping this. I'm keeping the crack. And he started handcuffing me. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, because like crack dealers hated these two dudes. Like these motherfuckers always robbing. Well, me, you man. wouldn't expect them to arrest you. No, yeah. Why wouldn't they arrest you? Because then they would have to report what they stole. Right. Right. So, we riding in the car, and I'm like, man, you got the money, you got the crack, man. What you about to take me to jail? He's like, no, why would we take you to jail? (laughs) And I was like, well, what the fuck is you doing? He's like, you'll see. You'll see? Yeah. How scared were you when they said you'll see? Yeah, so I'm just in the back of the car, and I say, what the fuck? Mind you, I'm like 14 and 15. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm riding, and I'm like, where the fuck is these dudes taking me? And then he stops the car, and I look up, and I go, oh, no shit. I go, you can't drop me off right here. This is a, another gang neighborhood. They'll kill me over here. And then he said, exactly. Good luck. Took me off the motherfucking cuffs and left me in the middle of another gang neighborhood, homie. I go, what the fuck? Man, dog. That probably wow. was the most... Because it was like... Like I told you at the time... Are you wearing like Gucci shit? Yeah, I, I didn't have no Gucci stuff. So like, how did they we, know you were a rival? Oh, because we, they know... Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. Because they knew... People knew because from coming by doing drive-bys on us and fighting... Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and so you're just not allowed to be in another gang's neighborhood? No, hell no. Okay. But here's the thing. What if you have to go there for It was store? different for me because... Yeah. I, like I said, I was so much of a business guy... I didn't really give a fuck about that too much. So, like, people would say, and then not only that, my great-grandmother lived across the bridge on the other side. And I grew up with some of them over there, too. I uh, stayed between those house, that house and this house, and I would go back and forth. So you knew some of the so other like gang So, like, the members. other gang, yeah. So some of the other gangs was in my class. Uh, so when the gang was in my, when they, when they went in my class, they would be like, I remember this having this talk with uh, one of them, uh, a few of them in my class. They go, man, we know you in the Gucci boys, man, but... You're a good dude, man, and we grew up together, so it is what it is, man. So we never, all of us never fought each other. Right. Like, like when they fought those other gangs, I wouldn't fight them. That's a nice memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but because of that, I was able to go into other neighborhoods and sell dope so and So what happened money. that day? What day? How'd you get out? You just walked? Yeah, I took off running. You just ran until you were out of that neighborhood? Yeah, because it was like, I would get killed, man. And you didn't see any of them? I didn't see nobody. That was the best, like the best thing I ever happened to me. I, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like all the bad things that was supposed to, like where he dropped me off. He there was you no off to, so you could get killed. Exactly. I, I when I said that too, you were 15. I was like 14. Wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't even believe it. I, when he said that, I go, you motherfucker! Like, why would you do that, dog? Like, you got the dope and money. Why would you drop me off in yeah, another why, gang neighborhood? Because he's an asshole. I mean, he'd get more dope and money for you later if he just lost your life. Because the precinct he was from was actually on the, down further on the street. But 
like the thing was where, where where I was located, I couldn't go ten blocks down, and I couldn't go three blocks over. Three blocks over was another gang. Okay, that was three once blocks you, that close. That close, yeah. Because what happened was we used to be a gang together, and then Thomas shot a couple of them in their gang. <laughs> And then, then what happened once that happened? Then you have to like split. Then we separated and it was, oh man, it was stock man, uncomfortable. Split, and then you have to like. They couldn't split. come over there. We couldn't go down there. And you used to be friends with them. Yeah. And suddenly because of stupid Thomas. Yeah, because this is like, this is the thing. This is what happened. We used to rough house. Like really rough house. When I mean rough house, I mean like. What do you mean? Like it's almost like getting jumped, but. With each other? But you're fighting each other like that. But you're just, just, to, just to keep up your. Street fight skills, yeah. yeah. So it was our they grew they 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 gang was called the new crew, the new crew, yeah, new crew and the Gucci Boy. But we all was united, so it was new crew against Gucci Boy Day. So everybody's out there just like slamming each other on the ground, firing but on no, each other. No knives, no guns. No knives, no guns. Just 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 a com- conscious effort on our own. We just decided, let's see let's what we can do. Out. Yeah, let's do this. Let's was there a lot of that? Like we're just gonna fight each other. Yeah, like, nobody's gonna get killed here. Yeah, yeah, there was that. But then there were. Was it like I told you, like Thomas, I mean, I got stories. This is one of them. So we're in the middle of doing this. Thomas pulls up on a moped, Elite, whatever. Elite, yeah. At the time, it was called Elite 80s or whatever, 250s, whatever they were. Without asking, he just sees us fighting new crew. Oh. Because he had no idea. He pops open the seat. He pulls out a 357. Really? And a, a forty four Magnum. Jeez, that hot. And he shoot one dude in the stomach. Then oh. he shoots another dude in the arm until we grab him. And like, Thomas, we playing, man. What are you doing? And he's like, oh. He's like, man, why you ain't say so, man? He's like, man, I thought they was, I thought they was trying to. <laughs> why you say so? We didn't know you were going <laughs> to. Yeah, we didn't know you were going to. Yeah. Didn't know you going to pop, just pull up and just start shooting, dude. What? Here's the worst part, man. When the guys get out of the hospital. The guys he shot. Now it's on, like the game. But Thomas is so much of a fucking menace that we're walking down the street, and the guy's name is Kevin and Maurice, because that's the ones he shot. And we're sitting there, and they're sitting on their car, because Thomas ain't scared of shit. Even though we beefing, he walked right by. He walks by them, and he starts laughing. Oh, Dude in the cast, got bandages on, and he's just laughing like, <laughs> and then the guy's just like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> but they're so afraid of him, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. nobody he's willing really, to do what they're not willing to do. Yeah, because he walking by, but he ain't walking by, and they know he ain't, they know he's strapped. And even if he ain't, he don't care. He's going to fight, even if you shoot him. Because even when he died, he, he died fighting the guys. Jesus. Like, that's the dude he was. How, how did you pay for hospital stays? I wasn't in the hospital. No, but I mean, all the, the your friends. Like, if that, those they guys did. had to go to the hospital with a gunshot wound, do they, they have to did. pay for you that or you just get free? Oh, you ain't got no money, they don't care. And like, they would still treat them? Or to let it go to collections, yeah. You go, oh. you get shot, they're not gonna. It's any hospital. If you get shot, you can get sued if you don't help a person. All right. And so they, <laughs> they, they had to help them. So they, they, they nurse them to help. And then, and then they build they, them and you're like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. These street cats. <laughs> right, what are you going to garnish my wages? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that exactly. happening. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what just happened? Oh, it hit an hour. Um, all right, let's talk about how much that stuff was. Oh, first of all, were there any, how many white guys were in it? None. No. 
There's no like eight mile M and M's. Eight mile separates the whites from the blacks back in that day. Yeah. So like, if you go over into over on the other side of eight mile, white people will petition for you to move out and shit like that. Now there's more blacks living across on that other side, but like on the, on the outskirts of eight mile. So like, for example, when I went. I went to the dollar show when I was little with my friend. And dollar it, show? Yeah, because I couldn't afford a regular movie. What's a dollar show? Dollar show is like like 99 cents, so you go see a movie for a dollar. Okay. Versus having to pay $5 yeah, we had that dollars Aspen back Hill was great, 75 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dollar, and they're like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 75 to 99. Exactly. This, you know, after movies already then played and You know what they would do though? Oh yeah, exactly. It's like second run. Yeah, yeah. Buy it from like Lowe's. Yeah, yeah. And, it was the say, BCR for pretty movies. Much, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I saw Friday there. Right. I was like, I heard this will be good. And then we started like, what is this? But we loved it. I saw Jurassic Park there. But they had this thing you get free refills if you get a large on popcorn. Um so we would just get a large popcorn and bring fucking Grocery store bags wow, with us. Man, you must we live sit in down, <laughs> empty in the grocery store. I'm like, here you go, you go up. Oh wow, you live so in a before, great area. Yeah, before the previews even like we're done, we had like a whole thing of popcorn for ourselves. Oh wow, that's cool as hell, man. Yeah. Ours was nothing, nowhere near like that. It, <laughs> All right, sorry. It was in it was in a white suburban area. I never forget. And uh, we go to the movies. We come back, and as we're walking to go back, go get ready to get closer to cross Eight Mile on the other side of Detroit some white guys drove up on the curb onto the sidewalk and started chasing us in the car and on throwing bottles yeah and throwing bottles at us and they were like go back on the other side of 8 mile you niggers who was that like white that. guys yeah wow and they and we ran and at that time you know I was like 10 or 11 no I wasn't even that old I was like like nine or eight. Yeah, go back to your side, you niggers, to a nine-year-old? Yes. Yes. Wow, respect. Yeah, right. I'm just joking. What <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> Racist motherfucker. <laughs> no, they... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They did that, and uh, what, was, what was crazy is, like, I was too young to even really know what the word nigger meant. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was more mad because I was poor. That they wasted those bottles. Like, they threw like two dollars worth of bottles. I was like, you know how much penny candy they could have rolled on Traded me. that in. Yeah, they could have just handed me. They could have rolled up to me, gave me that bag of bottles, so and said, "Yeah, hey, get out of here, nigger." And I would have been like, "Yeah, hey, thanks, man. I don't know what the nigger is all about, but all right, you know what I mean." Like, I gotta go get some candy and some Twinkies or something with wow. this. So it was just like I was mad. We were mad because they were chasing us in the car and they just wasted all those bottles. You know? Yeah. No, it was bottles. Was so, that was our main thing as a kid. To make money. Them. Yeah, like when I was real little. What were your parents doing? My mom and dad were separated. Okay. They married, they separated when I was like two. Okay. Because they were high school sweethearts. Oh, yeah, that always works out, doesn't it? Doesn't that always work out perfectly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what happened was my father had a, 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 a uh, opportunity to, to either he had a scholarship to go to college, yeah, or to work for Ford. Ford was hiring big time, yeah, and he took the job at Ford. And in the matter of two years of working there, he changed. He started drinking, smoking weed, and that that's what like made him and my mom like separated. Yeah, and then he started selling dope. Oh wow, really? While yeah. he was still with Ford, yeah, yeah. My Man. father was a drug dealer, killer. And still working at four. Then he got on crack himself. So, but like, we didn't know he was on crack. And then my mom moved in with him. 
or he moved in with my mother. And then I was living with my grandmother because in that time, my mother was working full time and going to school full time. So it was like I was back and forth with all my relatives. And she did the best that she could you. to be be around me as much as she could to make they a better life They have jobs too, though, right? Yeah. Off school too, right? Right. Three. And my grandmother was an alcoholic. So like, oh. and my grandfather, he worked for Chrysler, but he was a gangbanger too. And what, on he weekends was younger. and nights? <laughs> no, he just grew up with the game okay, bangers. Okay. So they all, when you get older, it's OGs. They still hang with each other, even though he get off work and he would go shoot the shit with them. And him and my grandmother, they didn't have a good relationship. So my grandmother get drunk and just pass out. And I would be outside till like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow, as a kid. <laughs> and then, so my mom made, made me move from over there because I was getting in all kind of trouble. And then once she got stable after graduating from college and getting her a little job, then her and my father stopped moving together and she moved me in with him and man it was hell on earth living with, with them two well, after that well, fighting all the time yeah cause me and my father we didn't get along oh yeah we did not Can you imagine man like 10 years of not really seeing this guy just periodically and he never really was around me he didn't try didn't really try and um uh, you move in and then this dude like hand me the remote like who the fuck is this guy I don't even know him why do yeah. I gotta hand a remote for this guy like Carl yeah <laughs> right I used to call him Billy Ray <laughs> yeah. cause his name was William my name is William and I used to Billy is you know Billy is this nickname for William yeah. so I like I would call him Billy Ray it was just like we had this friendship more than anything else and my mother said like y'all were cool at sometimes and she's like you had a respect for him, like he that you knew he was your father, but you didn't treat him like he was your father. Oh, you didn't wow. care because it was like it was like fuck this dude, like, like this dude's never around helping you. And it's like yeah, now nah, he's around and telling me what to do. So he was just like like hey, we going to the movie? You want to go with us? I'll be like I never would go out with them oh, ever. Wow. It was like man, nah, I'm going with y'all. Like we ain't no goddamn family. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know? Oh man, he was trying too, huh? Yeah, then we found out he was on crack, and then they're like, oh, that's why you're trying, you know? Did you ever take crack? No, nah, fuck, no. Nah, How did nah. you stay away from it when you were selling it, when you had it around you all the time? You saw the people like it so much. six uncles on crack. My, from my father, his five, four brothers on crack together. Did you ever do coke? Nothing. Weed. Weed. Yeah. Weed's not even a drug, really. Nah, Weed's just it's, like you know, smoking a cigar. Yeah, it's, 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 Alcohol. it's a simple... Yeah. yeah. They're drinking. You know, I used to get blasted. I was come in and my mother be like you been drinking nope at what like 15 16 yeah damn no wonder you're so short (laughs) (laughs) smoking Smoking weed drinking drinking. man my uncle got me on weed though actually when i was like seven (laughs) what yeah because he used to put us to sleep like that seven oh that's a good way to get somebody to fall asleep yeah because you know you know what the shotgun is the little the bottle the shotgun bottle Oh yeah, do a, uh, a like a gravity bong. Yeah, bong. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he used to do that the shotgun bong. Like, how would he do, how would he describe it? I don't remember. Which I just remember it? you just squeezing and the smoke come out and then he squeeze pours into you. And then you just like oh. And then he said that he used to do it because like he would have watch all of us kids over my grandfather house and we would be so loud and wild and he's like you were so wild. That we had to like try to calm you down. He said, but the worst thing was it would put everybody else to sleep, but you would get crazy. <laughs> like my friends would be like, "Hey, brain doc here, give us a wee." Good times, man. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, some people make them get lively. Yeah, but it wasn't like he went. Don't get me wrong, my uncle didn't do Why is it. Dean Gelber's name every on there? day. <laughs> what the fuck is Dean Gelber's name on the wall of paid regulars? That's the same reason Roddy Roddy Piper's name is on the wall. spots. Yeah, he do do spots. That's I true. mean, you know, if you're not around, I don't mind I don't mind fucking Frank Lemmerman's name being there. 
Yeah. But why Dean Gelber? That's just cheap as the whole fucking thing. <laughs> you scratch that shit off. No, he's, well, you know, he's kind of a... Somebody better step well, you know up and what, scratch though, it off. I, I'll say for me, yeah. personally... I mean, you got to admit, when he took over the store, he brought that shit back up. That was... He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, so you have to give him that credit for that 10 years or... Before that, he, that, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was... <laughs> I wasn't even Still, working Still, these yet. are all paid regular comedians. Yeah. They've never been on stage. Well... Somebody should scratch that the fuck off. Is there some black <laughs> whiteout I can have? Well, no, let's not be angry. Let's, uh... <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're so how do angry. you get out of a gang? Do you uh, announce a retirement? Do you call the press and say uh, some gangs? Take my it depends on what kind of gang you in, man. Like you, if you know, like some I'm not able to. They try. Well, you talk about those OGs. Them. Oh, really? You talk about those OGs. Don't you get to a certain age like guys? I'm going to get a regular job now. Like I'm not saying fuck you, but I'm going to make another source of income. I can roll with if you. If you make it to that point, right? No more. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why you get OGs because they they got they made it to a point where they able to get a regular job or. Some of them just, like myself, just, I actually, I didn't get out on my own. My mom's helped me get out. She took you out? Yeah, she took me the fuck out. How, like, how same she... way she took me out of my grandmother, she sent me over to my aunt and made me go back to school. Further away that you couldn't get over there? Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't know that, actually, when she sent me back back to over there on the east side where I originally was from. Yeah. That all the young guys that I was growing up with when I was like eight, nine, ten years old, because I moved in with my mother and when I was twelve, uh, they were now either mid-sized drug dealers or big drug dealers. So I got plugged in with them, and I was having the guys sell drugs for me over there while I was in school. Oh, so you weren't but really I went out. Gang it was different. Up. Yeah, it was different. And then uh, after I graduated, that's when I decided to stop selling dope. Cause I saw, yeah, yeah, because it, it made me like. My mother said something to me. She said, "You know, if if she said now that you graduated from school, and it was right after my father passed away, and she said, you can either do two things. Yeah, you can, a man either works to to take care of himself, or a man goes to school, then get out and work and take care of himself. She said, but either way, a man works honestly and hard to take care of himself." So I just want you to think about it. Yeah, man. Like that one, that one, it, it just hit me, man. And she said, so you make a decision. You want to go to college? I'll pay for everything for you to go to college. I'll help you as much and as I can. you went to college? Yeah. Where? Eastern Michigan University. Okay. But I got kicked out. Why? And shooting at some guys on campus. Just what? Shooting shooting at some guys on campus. I don't like to talk about that. This just you <laughs> shot at some guys on campus? Yeah, yeah man. Got into a fight and, you yes. know, went back and... Uh, well, Billy the Kid, these dudes. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so that's one of the that's a there. kick out of bull offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got kicked out for that, and because uh, I still was like had the street mentality. Yeah, you know? that was they say you can take the man out of the street, you can't take the street out of the yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like you know what the problem with me is like, like you know how like it, it, it like you know how like all of you hear about MMA and MM, you know how yeah, everybody's martial arts. Like in Detroit, those guys don't mean nothing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's cool, but it's just like if you're an MMA fighter on Detroit, you're just that. You're nothing else. You try that, that, that tough guy shit out there, you, you ghost. Somebody's going to hit your head with a chair. They're going to shoot you. They're going to they gonna definitely. If you put your hands on somebody they, and they, they know where you are and they know who you are, and you especially and they know you, 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 you were trained. And they want to fight you? No, 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 no. They're not going to fuck with you just because you, they'll be like, ah, whatever. They're, they don't care about that. But, like, 
I see a lot of guys who's training and, and, and like you see guys trying to learn it just for the sake of fighting on the street but they're like like where are you going to apply this at because where I'm from it doesn't matter that you could you could, even even the best of the best street street fighters yeah they kill you if if if, if, if that's what they if, if you get into it with them so like I was raised my, my father was like that he was a killer you know like and uh I'll never forget this day man uh, I say it on stage I talk about this on stage and I I talk about the time when I got into a fight with another guy, and this is before I really got into the game. This is like right at the beginning when I first started selling drugs. Like 12? Like, like 13, whatever, 13. 14. Jesus, man. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I beat up. I never got initiated, first of all, to get into the game. I beat up like two, of the, two or three of the guys bigger than me. So they, they, they were like, you proved yourself. He, this dude proved himself. He don't never have to. Like, this little dude can fight. So, like... I beat up the first guy I beat up. He was like, I was like, he was probably about five, seven, five, eight. And I was like, at that time, I was smaller than that. Like what I am now, probably like 4'10, 4'11. And uh, uh, no, 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 I was about 5'3. I never grew. I, I stayed at 5'3. Yeah, I hit everybody's five, three. in third grade. Yeah, and yeah. Then, then they all yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> like all other big guys, all my other friends is like six. Yeah. You know, we had guys in our game, 6'10, 6'11. Yeah, you know, they don't make it to the NFL. You got to make money. They on the streets. You know what I mean? So it gets real. They, they beat your ass just like you, 6'11". Ain't no, ain't no, oh, you a little dude. No, man. They stump you. Everything they do to a guy they size, they do to you. So that's the thing with the streets. Wow. So when I, I beat the guy up, my game, my hands swole up real bad because I, I hit him with an open fist at one point. Okay. And no, no, no. I was fighting him on the side of this dumpster, and he was bent over, and I was uppercutting him. Bang, bang, bang. And then I, it was this dumpster on the side, and I hit my hand on the corner, and it had this metal piece sticking out. And it hit Cut right it. dead here in the middle between my thumb and my... And oh, my, yeah, my, that little muscle. Yeah, yeah. And it swole like crazy, like instantly. So they was like, hey, man, you got to go in, man, and we got to take you to your crib, man. And like, I was right behind my house, though, in the alley fighting. So they took me around to the front. They was like, and my father was there. They was like, hey, man, your son. They like, man, this dude just beat up this dude twice his size, man. They was like, dude, this dude can fight. And then my father was like, okay, that's good. He was like, yeah, that's good. That's what I'm talking about. He's like, hey, he's like, okay, I'll take care of him. We'll take care of his hand. Come in here. Let me talk to you. So then he sat me down, and i never forget this, man. It's, he say, that's good that you do what you do, and I hear you handling yourself well out there on the street. And he said, he say, that's what you do. He say, never be afraid of anybody bigger than you. Because my father was taller than me. Yeah. And he said that, he said, you stay there and you fight for what you believe in. And he say, and he said, that if you can't beat him. If you can't beat him? Yeah. He said, if you can't beat him, you kill him. And I go, what? And he goes, and then I go, okay. And he said, and he said, if you can't kill him, I'll kill him for you. He said, but you let them know. He said, that's how, that's, how, that's how you do on the streets. He said, in that way, you got the advantage over any bigger guy. Because a bigger guy thinks he's just going to beat you, but he don't know that you're going to kill him. And he said, that's your advantage. And I go, shit. And when he told me that, it was on. I'm like, that, from, from guns and shootings and it, would, it go, like, so whenever I get into it with somebody, even now I have to, like, calm myself down. Because you, you, your mind, when you're trained like that, 
And then and then Thomas would tell me the same thing, and then the other wild ones would tell me the same thing. And so it it got put in my head that you if I'm fighting and I get into it with people, I'm not thinking like, oh, this is I automatically go to, okay, how do we kill this guy? That that's the first thought. There's no no like like we're gonna fight. And even if I don't have no weapon with me, how can I kill this guy? Yeah. And it's 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 like the worst feeling. Wow. But you just like like I was raised like you imagine your dad like even Telling though he, he wasn't wasn't like your dad is your dad even though he wasn't in your life that's how much of an impact he had on me even that, that short short years of of us being around each other he left marks on me that were um, almost immovable yeah. yeah did you ever ha- end up killing somebody hey man let's uh <laughs> let's just uh, classify let's talk about other things we don't talk about too much street shit that's just that's that's crossing the line yeah man that's fair enough too far was there a separation between knives and guns were there some guys who would only take to knives and some guys who were like no I'll go the extra step and take yeah, you really ain't use knives unless you just how old were you when you killed somebody I, I, I ain't kill nobody. All right, I don't all right, know all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't kill nobody on me, <laughs> man. But I know when I get famous, you probably, if I ever do get famous, there probably be some people out there saying I did, but I ain't kill nobody. I'm just telling. You. Is that for real? You didn't? Or you just don't no, I ain't kill nobody, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I ain't never. That's real. I ain't never killed nobody. <laughs> I ain't never nothing. You ever shot somebody? Had him heal up. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> What was the normal initiation ceremony like that you didn't have to go through? What was it for like for other people? Oh, I'll tell you, because uh, one day we was walking down the street at about 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Me and the younger, some of the younger ones, I mean, some of my, some of a couple all years older than me, and it's like about 10, about 10 of us. We're walking down the street, and all of a sudden, all the older Gucci boys start coming from like different alleys and we like what the fuck is going on yeah and then they walked up and they looked at us you know these dudes six five six you know they're huge and they're like and they just start firing on everybody just punching everybody like and then they grabbed me and then they looked at me and then the dude grabbed me go nah they go this dude is this dude already made they say he don't have to be initiated just keep whooping the other one's ass like that and so then you just they have just to take a pounding. No, I didn't have to take anything. But everyone else does. That's how you get. Yeah, in. everybody got beat up. No, I was just watching them all get beat up, and I was just standing there watching. You can't help. No, if I would have, then they would have. I tried to, but they just grabbed me and held me. And I was like, "Hey, man, what y'all doing?" Because them was my my dogs, you know. Like I you was didn't like, know that was the way you get in. You no, I didn't know because I was selling. I tell my thing. Well, how I got in was I was just like when I was struggling. Uh, when my mother was struggling with trying to help me and my father because my father was on crack and she was paying all the bills, sending him to work, but he would spend his check every Friday on crack. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, like, I started, like, I didn't even really try to affiliate myself with these guys at first. I was hanging with some whole other group of dudes. And then when I would see them, but we live right by each other, so I would, I would still be there, would talk to them. Yeah. And then one day I'm like, man, how y'all got on new gym shoes every day? Huh, yeah. Like, you got every, every pair day. of Jordans, every color. How is this possible? Them shoes like $100. And they was like, oh, because of this right here. And they showed me the crack. And I go, what's this? And they go, let's crack. And they go, I go, yeah. And they go, yeah. And they go, man, you sell this. This is, this is, you make this much, you can make thousands and millions, man. I go, what? Man, and once I got plugged in, then when I, especially when I got that heroin. Yeah. What, you start making money? Man, th- let me tell you. How dog. much is heroin? What's the upsell on it? 
Okay, just to put it to you, ounce of weed is how much? Ounce of weed? $90, right? $90 where you were. Right, yeah. The dispensary (laughs) is about $350. Okay. So, an ounce of cocaine is anywhere from seven to a, to twelve hundred on a drought. When it's a drought, it goes high as twelve hundred. Okay. But on a normal day, an ounce is about seven eight hundred dollars in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's some bullshit ass dope because by the time it get up north, it's been stepped on so many times. Anyway, we even cut with like baby powder and shit. Yeah, whatever they put in benzo peroxide, whatever. Oh. So, uh, uh. That, that's that. An ounce. So how much you of, buy an ounce? An ounce, of, an ounce of heroin yeah. is like three grand. Oh, really? Yes. But how much are you buying each one? That's of why the board? mafia, if you ever know about the mafia, the mafia only really deal with heroin. They don't deal with cocaine. Better profit margin. Way better. Man, how much quick. were you buying it, though, for? How, what was the wholesale price? I was getting fronted. So, like, this is the difference. When somebody fronts you cocaine yeah. and you beginner, you yeah. either give them 20 or 30 off 100. 30, that's what you have to get, and you keep 70? No, no, no. The the drug dealer keeps 70. You oh, keep you keep 30. Right. So, here's, so you just so here's your way up. A certain amount of, of coke, of crack. What's the difference in coke and crack? Coke is just a powder form. Crack is mixed with baby soda and gelled and heated up to a gel and then cold dried to make it dry. Okay. So uh, let's say you're given a hunt, whatever, this much worth, a certain amount, and they say, all right, you owe us uh, seventy bucks on the on the eighth, and you'll keep thirty. And if you get robbed, what happens? You work, you get more dough back, and you work to pay that money off. So if they get right, so oh right, so it's on you, it's yeah. on them. Yeah, you're out there. You got to watch yourself. It's like they, here's hundred dollars worth of crack. You on that street? You out there? You want to sell? That's what come with it. You so they give robbed, you hundred dollars with a, with a street value crack and say, give us seventy bucks. Right. No. Yep. Now, later, whatever you want. Right. You owe us 70 bucks for this. Yeah, 70 bucks. If you got 70 bucks in your pocket right now, give me the 70 bucks and you can take this hundred dollars. And then you don't have to deal with us again. This whole right. thing is yours. Right. So you build your way up. That's and then you can the just team. pay them so you don't have to worry about paying them back. Right, right. <laughs> and then once you clear their 70, then you sell yours, keep your money. Right. And then you can spend it or save it like most people try to save it so they can start copping their own because you, you cop like a 16th of an ounce. You know? Okay. Okay, 16th, you buy it for like 50, and you make like $100, $120. How much was each? Was each okay, so we called it half tracks back in the day. So no one would buy it by the ounce on the street, right? No one would buy a whole ounce of, of crack. Yeah. They buy it. Yeah, the more you like, move give me, up, give you me buy an ounce. Yeah, give me an ounce of cane. I was. No, 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 no. Not the sellers. I mean, the guys are just rolling by saying, I want some crack. Yeah, if they if they if they got that much money, they would buy a whole ounce worth. Yeah. Oh, they don't get it by like the in the in that in LA they sell by the. In the My dad was spending his whole paycheck on it on one ounce to get it all. Be cost effective. What would you get if you split it up? Like you just want a hit or two or something like like you can get a gram or an eighth of weed. You don't have to buy a whole ounce. Right, right. It. But you would get the same as weed when they buy dime bags. It's the same thing. You buy dime bags of crack. And dime bags were you make more money selling by a dime bag, right? Yeah. Because you they cost yeah, more. Yeah, like if you if you was to sell a kilo. If you was to sell a kilo mm-hmm. of cocaine for just a powder form, yeah, or just hard rock and just sell it like that, you would make way more money breaking it down into all dimes. Yeah, but you got to have a spot to move it like that. That's a lot of fucking dimes. But you could make anywhere if you buy a kilo. You it like about to say, you can make it depends on where you are and how big your dimes are. You can make about fifty grand off of if you sell wow. it in all rocks. You sell you sell crack to your dad ever? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Give him a good price or no? 
Hundred bucks. Uh, I gave him good big. Yeah, I gave him big rocks. Okay. Same price, bigger rocks. Because he okay. he would just because the thing was he didn't he knew I was selling crack, but he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't tell him I sold crack. He knew I was in the game around a guy, and he even told me <laughs> this is another talk we had. If you have any of that crack? I would love. He the one who got me to selling drugs for myself. Oh really? Yeah. This is another situation we had. Uh, he pulled me to the dust side because he was trying to get me in trouble with my mama all the time. And he'd be like, hey, he's selling. Like, we'll be just watching TV. He's like, hey, you know Doc's selling crack. And I'll be like, man, God damn. My mom did then, that recently. Then I would be like, uh, and then she goes, what are you talking about? And I'll be like, man, you know how he is. He's just jealous because of our relationship or whatever. And he would be like, you lying on me. You is out there, blah, blah, blah. So, like, one day we sat down and he was like, he sat me down. He's like, I know you ain't going to tell me you're selling crack. But all that people in the neighborhood, he know he out there smoking with him, but yeah. he just couldn't see me visually because I never would sell crack where he could see me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was like, so I can't tell you not to do it because I used to do it. But I will tell you this. If you're going to be out there doing it, then do it for yourself. He said, from now on, I want you to get from under Thomas, get from under these guys. He said, you're risking your life. You out there pulling guns and shooting and all of this stuff. He said, you, you're going to have to... Why would you do that shit for them? Yeah. He said, do it for yourself. He said, if you're going to die and risk your life and take the chance of going to Wait, jail. Wait, when you were doing it for them, how much would you make? What I just told you. Because 30, I had just started. 30 on 100. Yeah, I had just started. So how do you get it for cheaper than that for your, do it yourself? What do you mean? Well, he said, well, he said, get out from one of them and do it for yourself. So what would be the difference when you do it for yourself? Because see, here's the thing. It depends on how much you move. All right? Sure. So like, say I'm a beginner. But I got a I got a plug. A plug is uh, the person that, that that brings kilos and major kilos. And I know guys that I could sell ounces to right then and there. I start selling ounces. So it's the same thing. You got to give a certain amount of thousands to that guy. Right. But your your profit is so much bigger. Because you, you can just one just cut man. it off with you him that one, one time and go do your own thing. Because you didn't made that much money that fast. Wow. It just depends on where you start. I started at bottom. Okay. Very bottom rocks on the corner. How much blocks. would it cost just to get off on, on, a, on a crack rock? Just to get like, I'm getting fucked up today on this crack. Like, how much would I have to spend? One dime would get you high. $10. $10. For how long? Like, I mean, even like two, because uh, we used to give $2 hits for the crackheads who couldn't have that much money. $2 that little hits. crack would give them enough buzz. Wow. Right, it's because it's a chemical thing that it fuck. It's because of the bacon salt. I don't know what it is. It's, it's chemically with the bacon, and the, once it gets in your system in your blood, it, sets it off. chemically sets off endorphins and all the stuff in your brain. So that's why it's so addictive and have a more higher uh, addiction rate than most other drugs, except for heroin. Damn, two bucks. Yeah. And how much would heroin? Because I just wanted one like heroin. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing with heroin. When I was selling heroin for the guy, yeah. He would give me a hundred bucks and tell me to give him a hundred bucks back. What? That's not a good profit margin, Doc. Nah, it it's is. Tough to make money that way. You don't get it because with heroin, you can sell it for what the fuck you want to sell it for. You have to remember, heroin they have to have it. Why you think they have methadone? Clinics? Like medical insurance. Yeah, right. methadone. That's why they put them on methadone because they need they they must. need it. They get sick. They have convulsions. They throw up. So if I'm if I'm the only kid cat on the street with heroin. Oh, they'll pay anything. Killing it. Kill. Oh. Would you look at a guy? So he just say, hey, man, take this $100. Do what you're going to do, but bring me $100 back. So he gave me $100 worth. I could sell it $200. I could sell him $20 a packet, $30. Because if I go, well, where you going? if I got the good good cut of heroin, yeah. they're going to come. The, the crackhead's going to, I mean, the heroin addict's going to. But that was the problem with that. They're way worse than, and, than, than crack addicts. 
Heroin addicts are a whole other level. Would they try to rob you? Would they try to? Yeah. They will kill. For it. Oh, man. Man, they was bothering me so much. I stopped selling. That's why I stopped selling it. It was so fucking fast paced. So fucking out they mind coming to my house, knocking on the door, two, three, four, five o'clock. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? My mom's upstairs sleep. Like, man, what are you doing? Like I said, hold up, man. Y'all fucking up with this. Like, this is this is too much. I'm just gonna do this crack, man. This ain't it was too Would you look at how addicted somebody was and like raise the price on them? If you're like, oh, you need it bad, I'm giving you for 30. Nah. And someone else like, I'd like to try nah, it. Nah, I just stuck with a pretty good price because I was like, that was the thing about me. And that's why all the drug dealers was, like, there were drug dealers competing to get me on a team. Right. Because, number one, I could go in other neighborhoods and sell, which, which a lot of them couldn't. Number two, I would be out there at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Number, number three, I treated... Drug drug addicts with respect because I had family members on crack. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying. So for me, it was kind of like I understood, and I, I didn't I didn't take what was happening with me and just disrespect them. You know what I mean? My thing was, and because of that, I used to have crackheads proposing to me, chicks just proposing wanting to, to marry me. Yeah, wanting to marry me. Like you're such. They a often good. suck your dick first for. for well, yeah, I got my dick sucked all the time. And then know, would you give them stuff? Yeah. Would you be like, all right, I'll I'll pipe. I'll pipe yeah, yeah. Hand. If they was good looking enough, because you got to remember, like. Well, you've you probably seen it or heard, you know, some with, 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 with the women that, that, that don't do cocaine here. Yeah. It's the same thing with crack. They, they be pretty at first, really young. And it's like, you want crack? Like, okay, hold on. I'm going to go and hook up with this. Yeah. You know, you're a young teenage kid. You had the chance to fuck a 20-year-old. Tw- yeah. yeah. Just either just started or I would be like, what? Fuck. They, like, hey, you know, let me, because they would bring, you would find out women were on crack. Like, who? She on crack? Like, wow, I got to find her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. amazing. Amazing, dog. Like, I, the, the women that I fuck with as a like, they all should have been in jail, first of all, because I'm a teenager. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, the women I fuck with on, on all levels and what from they, crack, they, on crack and off crack was just, was crazy. They lose their looks real fast? Not real fast, what, man. Like, it, it, it would take, it takes a woman. I mean, I only been in the game for about that three to four years or whatever selling drugs. Yeah. But, not a little longer than that. But anyway, uh, but from from experience just dealing with people, it takes like, before they start really losing it, it's like a 10-year span. It's like when they just give up everything. You know, they don't, only the ones that just run away from their family and go on the street and get like that. But a lot of them still live with their families and work. That's what a lot of misconsumption is. Like, everybody see Pookie from New York, New Jack City, or see these crackhead women on the streets. Like, no, nah, no, nah, they're they're doctors and lawyers. There's all kinds they of just people. Also like, like my dad was working for Ford. Nobody knew he was on crack except the people in our neighborhood. He would do it not at work, or he would do it at work and just be functional. Yeah, he would be functional. He right. would go to work, work his whole week, and then Friday he turned into oh, a crack. Do it afterwards. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, he okay. was a straight up zombie for it. Like, but he wasn't doing it while he was working. Right. And what happened? And the reason why I really started selling crack to him was. Yeah. Uh, he came to me one day and he was like, hey, can you go get me some crack from one of your boys like that? Because at this time, he still at that time, he didn't know I was selling crack yet. And he said, hey, but whatever you do, don't get it from from one of the guys in my game, the, the name, whatever it was. He's like, Why? don't get it from him because the last time I bought some, he had it. He, he saw he sold me some mixed with benzo peroxide. And I go, fuck. Sold what? He sold him some mixed up with benzoyl peroxide because what we used to do, well, not me. I used to only sell pure. 
Okay. If I got a bad hold, some bad crack or cocaine, I would stick kick it right back and get my money back. So you were just like, hey, man. No, I ain't fuck around like, hey, you, you blew this shit up because it's called blow, blow up. You, you put the benzo, that's why they cut it, to make it more. You can still get it, but, they can, but when, when a person takes it in, they can feel it. Especially when they smoke it. They, oh, it automatically, like, like, they used to mix it with benzo. Yeah. And they could, it'll burn. You know uh, what I'm saying? So like, you motherfucker, you mix yeah, this with benzo. Yeah, yeah, like you mix this shit. So it was like, when people would come to me like that, and when he came to me, now here's the problem. What they didn't know, which I knew, my father had just killed a guy who sold him some crap, bad crap. Oh. Yeah, and so like, like I didn't want my father going around killing these guys you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and, and, I, I, and I knew he wouldn't because he kind of loved the guys in my gang. Then they loved him, man. Like, they had mad respect for my father because he was an ex-street cat and he was real. So, like, they loved who he was. He just got on crack. You know, that was the only, like, thing, like, like wrong with him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, uh, so I started selling to him right after that. I was like, man, fuck that. I ain't about to have no war because... If he killed them and they tried to do something to them, then that means I would have to go and kill whoever else. And, my, and it was just like, there's too much going father. on in our own game with that. You know, Thomas ain't only shoot them. He shot some other guys. So it was just like. Was there, a, was there like a, did you guys have a clubhouse or something to hang out in? Or was it just like hang out wherever? Vacant houses. What? Vacant houses. Man, we would hang out, kick You'd it. You'd post up there and just. You know, or over each other's house. My house was the spot. I became like, somehow I became like a leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? Yeah, became a leader. Man. Yeah, it was just like, and it it was one day. I, it was me and a bunch of the older ones and the, all the younger ones, and they start talking about who's going to be the next leader of the gang, and all of them turned and they pointed at me. And it was like that little dude right there. Wow. And like it was crazy, man. And my my aunt said that she knew she had to help my mother get out of the game. She said when she said I came over, and I came to visit your mother. And you were coming down the street. You had like fifty to a hundred guys following you behind you. All the guys in the gang. Yeah, we had like probably about two hundred, so maybe three. Two hundred. Yeah, and but here's two hundred or three hundred in the gang. Yeah. Wow, but my moms would come over. So my moms would come over, man. But this is how my house would be though. Guys on the grass, guys on the sidewalk, guys on the street, guys on the grass right there, guys all over the place. Were porch. they houses there or were they apartments? Houses. Houses, okay. Right, so I would just be, they would all just be on my porch and we would all be on the porch. Drinking. And then when my mother would come, that, you ever hear me do that, that joke where I say stop the cussing? That's actually, they would do that because my mother or somebody. Stop the cussing your mom. Yeah, so they cuss, they go to Doc's mom and they'd be like, we sell crack. Like, she go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to curse yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing when they used to do that. They used to be like, man, we, we robbing and shooting everybody. Y'all, y'all don't want to cuss, cuss some more. <laughs> just fucking just kill me with that shit. Yo, I talk about that on stage, too, and, you know. Um, that's funny. That is funny. You had that many people in it. Wow. Yeah, a lot of them is, a lot of them dead, though. Yeah, I bet. Do you hear about them now when they die, or did you hear about yeah, it for a while? Yeah, I hear about them. I post it on Facebook sometimes. It's funny, because some of them on Facebook, <laughs> I got like, like some street cats, quite a few street cats on my Facebook. I follow you on Facebook? Yeah, and it's so funny, because one time I had met this chick up here, and I brought, her, I brought this chick up here to Comedy Store, and she was so fucking weird with how she was, and I got so fucking mad at her when she left. 
And then I went on Facebook and I was like, I posted, man, because I was like, I'm glad I didn't hook up with this chick. This chick is crazy. But I put, man, I dodged a bullet tonight. Thank God, like that. And I posted just that. And I just left that out there on Facebook. Like, right. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm getting messages in my box. Hey, do we need to come down there and kill? I'm telling you. And I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. 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 It doesn't work that way here. <laughs> I took it down immediately, uh-huh. man. Like, it was just like, uh-huh. I kill everybody. I'm just like, holy sh-. Like, I forgot <laughs> that I have people that love. And that's the thing. That's what I was, was, getting, was saying earlier. Like, street cats just love me everywhere I go, man. Like they take to you. Yeah, I had it here. Some, some I guess, like like me- Mexican cartel dudes from top, over in South Central, I guess. Yeah. And he came to me and gave me his number. He's like, man, I like your style, your comedy, man. We, hey, man, we behind you, man. We got, I got the whole, and I'm just like, like, thanks, but <laughs> yeah. I'm never calling you, dog. You right. know what I mean? I'm not going to take you up on like, this offer, but thank you. But I, I started to because... I love street cats, and like I, I just do so you, you have a love for them, like from, yeah, from like yeah, you kind of yeah. like feel like home with them or something. Yeah, like like because I know I know like like no matter how famous I get, yeah, no matter how much of a better man I become, I was once them. That's so, how Iverson never got away from them. Yeah, but but my thing is is there's a difference from wanting to be part of that versus just loving just them. loving them, right? And it's and like that, I love where I'm from in Maryland. But it doesn't mean I want to live there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my my thing is when I see him, I relate to him, you know, and 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 I love him for that. Yeah. You know, I I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't condone anything that they do that I did, but I do understand what they're going through, and I and I. So my thing is, is when I get famous, I got all of these ideas that I want to do, and I'm going to do it. If God willing for me to get famous, I'm definitely. That's why I do comedy. Like yeah. This is like my main reason why, because nobody's able to want to do what I want to do. They won't. They talk it, but they don't do it like I do it. I've been doing it from Detroit. Even you see how here, how people, I step up when I need to, whether yeah. whether I whether I take the bullet, and 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 I suffer for it. I'm cool with that as long as what I'm what I'm what I'm doing is out of love and out of a good good movement. I'll I'll do it. You know. So that right. I think that's what's been helping me helping me. And and just connect with people and the street cats out here, they love me, man. I love them. So were there girls in the gangs? Yeah, we had Gucci girls. Yeah, Gucci girls. Mm-hmm. Hood rats, Gucci like, girls. Wait, wait, was that a song? I don't know. Gucci girls. Was that some song? Some hip hop song? I, I don't know. It might be. I don't know either. Um, there were girls. What would they do? Fight too. Fight too. Fight the other girl gangs and other gangs. Oh, so it was, it was but mostly like just hook sex. up with the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like most of them was either girlfriends. To mo- mo- majority of them was girls to the leaders. You and know so they were mean? just in the gang because they were hanging out there. Yeah, like like it was only a couple of them that might have been selling crack. My uh, it's so funny. My fucking one of the older women I was banging. Yeah, she went on crack, but this is a woman I was banging, and she lived. She she used to bang one of the older drug uh, gang members. Then she liked me for whatever reason. Everybody was all mad. What you want with this little young? I was like, hey, watch your shut your mouth. Hey, this is what I'm this is how it. we do it. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, her her best friend was a hitman, and she was a girl. Ruthless. Really? Ruthless. You rarely run into women like that. She was like that 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 lady from 
the cocaine cowboys, Giselda. I didn't see the it. Grand, the, you never know the grandmother. Grandmother, cocaine cowboys. Yeah, just to look her up too. She's a ruthless. Really? Holy shit! Back in the eighties, she was getting into it with pop, all, everybody, killing. You got to really Ari. But like you had women like that in Detroit too, though. Like they were these nice old ladies, but they were just mean, shoot them, kill them type women. And they just had the respect of the men on the streets. But this woman was young. She was in her 20s. And she would, would they try to like go overboard to impress everybody else? Would there be more violence, like boys and girls? It wasn't about impressing. They just was, they were who they were. Okay, okay. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it really means to go. I don't care who I impress or who I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The gangs, the, the gangs are about impressing each other. But people like her, there's just, I'm getting this money. And if you, you cross the line or if I don't like you. Then I have to do that. Then I'm going to do it. It's right. no, I have to. I'm just going to do it. Wait, how much was like a hit of heroin? If I just wanted to go get fucked up on heroin, how Depends. much could I? So, uh, Decent stuff. The so quantity, that's why you make so much money. Like you yeah, buy, even I, though you, saying, you pay just, uh, uh, you buy an ounce of heroin for three grand at that time. Yeah. There was a drought, so it's kinda of, might have been a little bit cheaper. But you make like six to eight thousand off of it. Wow, more. that's a good market. And it's a smoke because you can sell, you sell it in smaller quantity. Like normally with a when you when with, with one thing about cocaine. So you don't get that much on you. Yeah, when you buy weight, it's by the gram. Yeah. You, know, you measure by the gram. But when you when you actually sell the rocks, you don't weigh them. You just, just cut it. You want this? Cut it down, and you can make your rocks as big as whatever. That's so if there's a drought, you can sell tiny-ass rocks for $10. So with, with heroin, you can do that regardless because they just need a fix, man. They need something to get put in a system because they're sick. So wow. they'll do anything and Wait, so everything. How much do you get for 10 bucks? Can I get enough to get me fucked up? Yeah, you can get some, some heroin so to get fucked enough? up. Yeah, that's, a, that's really the going rate. That's what they have in, in New York, all the street dealers. Yeah, just, exactly. Just for weed, at least. I haven't bought the other shit on the street. The like, same thing. They go like, here's a 50, and they call them 50s. But like, how much is a 50? What per, what weight is a 50? Like, It's not about that. It's about, here's what you get for $50. Exactly. Take it or leave it. Exactly. And it's around, you know, two and a half grams. But Right, but, but with crack, it's not like that. No. Crack is, if you get a 50, it's got to be, like, that's called a half track. So... That would be a, a half track. Half track? Well, they called it back the way back in the day when I was selling crack. But it's it's just a <coughs> it's a sixteenth. <coughs> it's a sixteenth of cocaine. Okay. So you can only okay. make a hundred dollars at the most off of that. Yeah. And street an value, eight. and that's really little rocks. You know what I'm saying? So. That's the only time with with crack crack is is according to that, but with with heroin and it, they sell it with the way they want to sell it and weed. Right. Was there when somebody did get killed? What was like the feeling like among you and your friends? Like what would in you, our in our gang or an outsider gang? In your gang or even outside, but like in your gang too. Like somebody's like, oh fuck, John died. John got shot and died. How do you how do you how are you guys for the rest of the day and the next day? I mean, it's like losing anything. It's just like losing somebody to cancer or uh-huh. You know, it's except it's sudden. But it would happen a lot though. Yeah. You kind of just just get used to it, man. You Do you, you get sort of numb to it? No, nah, you cry, you go through your pains of them losing them. You know, that's just you don't know, you don't want nobody. Nobody wants to die. Right. You know, so you go through that, but it's almost over. 
Well, batteries are running low, but it's okay. almost over anyway. We're almost right. at two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you, like, I, man, I was, man, when Thomas died, I just, man, I, it, it was like, man, man, like, you're kidding. I've never been with somebody so real in my life. Like, like he would, he would pistol whip guys and, and pull guns and punch guys and make them get off the corner just so I could have that whole corner to myself. Wow. Like, he was like, if somebody, if anything happened, and that was his thing, was like, man, anything, man, I'm killing every, that, like, you couldn't touch me. Like, any dude touched me, it was on. And that's, that, that to find somebody who loves you like that, like, that's, that, that, that's willing to go to the point of murder, is just, that's a high level. A real high level. And that's a respect to have. That's like you, your mom. You know what I mean? If somebody mm-hmm. put their hand on your mom and you're right there, you, you got 10 seconds to kill them before they kill her, and, they, and they, she'll initiate that. You can't find that in your friends, really. Your friends, they'll think about it first. By that time, you already did. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Most friends. But Thomas was different. Thomas was a whole nother. Like, I've never seen nobody like this dude. No, my mother's always said one time because she used to hate that I talk about him all the time. So why you always talk about him? Blah blah blah. And then she's like, he was a drug dealer, he was a killer. Why would you even like talking like somebody like that? And then I said, and I go, mom, he was only eighteen when he died. I said, imagine if I died at eighteen. How much different you were as a, as a as a man than you were then? Right. And then I said, like he's eighteen, like he. He grew up with a father that was a drug dealer. Like, what do you want him to, like, I'm like, if I would have died, what would you say then? Like, yeah. he wasn't this. He would be a drug dealer, too. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I was telling him, like, he's, he's young, and he died at 18. I was like, I wouldn't be here. I'm just like, you're, I said, so you can't be mad at a, a teenager. He just, this, 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 that's why they have statutory society, nobody's like, there for him. It's not up to them. They're, yeah, they yeah, because society like says, man. well, it ain't our problem. They, they. That's them. They having them kids over there. Yeah. But it is because these same people in these areas is paying taxes and, and nobody's helping these kids. Nobody's nobody's saying they're saying, well, well, that's up to their parents. But it's just like, but their parents, well, the parents are not helping. So, yes. Guess what? So now it's not. Gonna yeah. Get yeah. yeah. So. So then when when something happens to a government official should, should be their parents or it, it spill over into the suburban neighborhoods, all of a sudden this is getting out of hand. It's like if y'all would have just did something before. Yeah. Like, like all I, I'm telling you, man, the same thing that my moms did for me, and I leave you with that is that that the society has to do for them. And all yeah. you got to do is just show you love them. They're going to try. Like they're like so, that. So you're saying nobody try, nobody showed you they loved you? No, nah, they didn't show that love to them. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I made it. My moms, my moms told me that I can do it. That all I got to do is try. And the only reason I did it because she's always showed love for me for that long. I was mad. I didn't speak to my aunt for like three months when I was living to her with her. Cause I was like, man, I'm fucking live with her. Like this is, I'm in the streets now. I, I'm, I ain't going back. Why would I go back to school? But I did it for her because she showed so much love for me that I just said, okay, I'll try for you. And it was the first time I ever seen her cry. And when she cried in front of me, I go, you crying? Okay. I said, I'll try. And she was right, man. I graduated, and then I said, damn. And once I graduated, and then she hit me with the, that next thing I told you. I said, she was right about this. Let me do this. 
you know, she the one who motivated me to come out to Hollywood, do comedy. She's just like, you can do this now. She said, you just stay in it. Same, same formula. I just apply the same formula with everything I've been doing, and I've been succeeding. You like your life now compared to what it was then? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I just wish that I was more, like, because when my father passed away, I was, when my, I was, I was like the loud, fun, funny, yeah. real funny guy. But when he passed away, I went into this depression, got into religion a lot. And I lost myself. Like, I smothered myself. And it was not, and it was like consciously trying to smother the funny guy. Oh. Like, I was like, man, can't be funny no more. You got to get more serious. So I wish I'd never done that because once I discovered comedy, it was that hard for me to peel off those layers. And that's what I've been going through. So that's why I've been sticking with the comedy because I've been like, it frees me to some point. I'm still like, when I struggle with it on stage, yeah. but it's not as much as it was. It's a mode of expression, man. It's a way to, yeah. to like sort of open up. Yeah, but Ari, I used to be, man. Like, I was so funny. My uncle said that. He was like, man, he's like, I'm glad you're doing comedy. He told me this like three years ago on the phone. He said, you remember how funny you were as a kid? He said, you were so funny that we used to put you up in front of the family. He said, we used to tell you to be funny. He said, you could be funny freestyling right there. That you were so funny, you would send adults out the room laughing. And then uh-huh. when he said that, I could read, it just like popped in my head. Huh. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I used to do it all the time, though, with my friends. You remember it? Yeah, make them laugh. And they would laugh and laugh. And then I would do it on purpose until they, 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 they just they would say, stop, man, why are you? You it always do it. Stop, <laughs> why you do this shit? And I would be like, yeah, get up and run because I'm going to keep going. And I, it was, it was, so I'm trying to get... <laughs> I believe that's still in me. Yeah. But I like I still I haven't been able to do it like I want to yet. So. Well, there's technical aspects that get on stage where it's yeah. like, got to work through the technical aspects. Yeah. That are different than like human to human. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, well, Doc, what? Um, where can people find you if they listen to this? Are you on Twitter? Uh, dang, man, I just <laughs> deleted my Twitter account. Oh, I, nice. uh, okay. I'm on Facebook. Uh, other than that, just Doc keep Willis. catching me doing shows. I'm doing something at the. Uh, I'm at the, the Ice House in the main room on February the 6th, and then at February the Improv 6th. in Hollywood with Adam Ray headlining on February the 7th, and okay. um, Ron Funches and Mark Saratelli. Funches is funny. Uh, that's coming up. And just working here at the Comedy Store, if anybody want to come up here and uh, talk to me in the parking lot when I'm parking car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll put your link to your Facebook on the, on the podcast when it okay, comes cool. out. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going right. to try to get my Twitter back. I... I I deactivated it. I just got. I just get tired I know what of you social mean. Sometimes media. I'm like, man. I want to get off this. Yeah, it's, it's controlling just like, me. Uh, yeah. Like all of these things, it's too much to check. Too much, man. It's just like I want to go. I want to just go back to being just you, hustle and being great, and let that greatness just grow. Janine Garofalo didn't even have an email. Yeah, you know, uh, Gerard didn't have none of that stuff. He got on without having that stuff. And I'm just like, they, it's, they got it backwards. Louis yeah. C.K. said it. Louis C.K. said, man, I don't have a Twitter. Or, he said, I got the Twitter. He said, I just. He used it but, once in a while, just post up. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, but he said, I don't have a Facebook. He's like, he said, everybody's getting into the social media stuff. It's just like, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Twitter, Vine. Facebook, Twitter, Facebook fan page, uh, Vine. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. I keep it simple, man. I got a Facebook page. That's good. All right. All right. Thanks, Doc Willis. All right. Thank you, Ari. Think I'm Big Meech. Huh? Larry Hoover. Whipping. Hallelujah. One nation. Under God. Real. Getting money from the. Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Getting. Hallelujah. One nation. Under God. Real. Getting money from the. Whoa. That's the episode. 
Good one. Good one. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to go to warbyparker.com slash Ari for new frames. You need new glasses, that's the place to get it. Worst that happens, you fucking go there, you don't find any glasses you like, that's it. Go there, check it out. 95 bucks, you guys. They send them to your home, try them on, send them back. They, like, they give you the packaging stuff, so you just drop it off at UPS or call them. So you send it back. Five days. And then if you like them, you say, hey, put my prescription in these. And then they send you back a pair of glasses with your prescription on that you've already tried on that you like for fucking $95. WarbyParker.com slash Ari. Head over there. Uh, and don't forget to pre-order a, a 2014 tour shirt. They're rad, you guys. Dan Waldron, this, this uh, artist, he made them. Um, it's this fucking cool squid. Uh, it's just cool. Go check it out. Go check it out. Um, pre-order them now. And I think you get some free stickers that I have left over from my chill special. Some cool Ari Shafir stickers that we're going to include for free. Um, all right. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Is that it? What was I going to say about Doc Willis? Oh, I don't know. There must be riots in Denver, though. Oh, here's what I got to say about Denver. So fucking early show Saturday. I need to tape something to send my manager to show her my new hour. I got to show my management and my agency that I'm actually doing this new hour a year thing because nobody trusts me, you guys. Nobody believes that I can do it. And then they see it and they see that I can because I've set my mind to it. It's five minutes a month. It's not that much. So I had Justin come see me in La Jolla. My manager couldn't come, so she uh, had me make a tape for her. It fucked up in La Jolla. Um, so I had to make one in Denver. So I borrowed uh, uh, Brent, this comedian's, his, his camcorder, and I set it up, and they said, by the way, just so you know, this might get this was just some ladies that are getting kind of rowdy right by the camera, so you might have to tape a second show instead. I was like, all right, we'll see. These ladies got thrown out pretty fast. Um, they were, it was like four old ladies, not four old ladies, like eight old ladies. And by old, I mean like 50, 53, something like that. They were there for a baby shower, maybe in their late forties, maybe Midwest 40, 45. Um, but anyway, they're there for a baby shower. They told everybody they were staying at the four seasons. They get kicked out. They fucking skip on their bill. And so the only description that, that, that the comedy works had was, you know, eight old ladies and they were staying at the four seasons. They called the cops and you know, they never catch people. I mean, if you ditch out on a, on, a, on a comedy club tab, either you're going to get beat up by someone seeing you're going to leave, or if you're an old lady, you don't get beat up, so you just get away with it. The cop in Denver fucking caught up with them at their baby shower party back at the Four Seasons, arrested them, put them in the back of a squad car, drove them back down to the comedy works where they sat on the street corner like common criminals. While they made them pay their bill, the cop had to be the mediator. They couldn't. The, the manager wouldn't, wasn't allowed to go up there and talk to them. The cop wouldn't let them. So the, so the cops had to be a mediator and see how much their bill was and make them pay. As they sat there, these rich old ladies staying at the Four Seasons, the glee on all these regular people's faces as the mighty have fallen. The glee people were taking. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at you now. You're in the back of a cop car, old white lady at the Four Seasons. You're just like one of us. Um, yeah, great weekend. Everybody, if you ever get a chance, if you're in Denver, do yourself a favor. And doesn't matter what show's going on. It could even be just new comedy night. Just head down there. It's 
very possibly the greatest place to watch a comedy show in the world. It's just amazing. The Denver Comedy Works downtown on Larimer and 15th, I think, or 16th. Uh, all right, you guys, that's the episode. Don't forget to use my Amazon link on my website as well if you're shopping for Amazon shit. And uh, yeah, click to pre-order one of those one of those uh, um, 2014 tour shirts. I'll have them in Chicago, I think, and come in Buffalo this weekend. Chicago in three weeks to Zanies, and February 27th at the Improv. I don't know what the theme is yet or who's booked yet. Ooh, I got to get on it. It's already February 2nd. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about this and spread the word about the podcast. I'd appreciate it and get more listeners. Oh, and Steve Simone's podcast started today. You got to go check that out. Um, I'm on the first one. But really, you should check it out. Everyone should subscribe, rate it so it gets rated real high. Um, oh, what the fuck? Where is this? Oh, come on, man. It's called Good Times with Steve Simone. And it's just going to be a lot of talking about our childhoods and the fun times we had when we were little. Simone is a guy, I mean, he's been on this podcast a bunch, talking about God with me and Renazisi, um, doing the intro last week to uh, the one with the autistic, with the uh, uh, Asperger's kid, Josh Meyerwitz, who, by the way, loved everybody's feedback for him. He went nuts. He was so stoked on it. On Twitter, everyone's showing him love. But uh, Steve Simone's podcast, you guys, it's episode one right now. Do me a favor. Go there. Rate it on iTunes. Just get it going because it should be a part of your life. He's, he's just such a positive dude. So he's going to have me on the first episode. It's out right now. Good times with Steve Simone. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. All just talking about our childhood. Steve, Steve Renazizi from the league. He's got a bunch of cool people on there. And it's just going to be fun, fun talk. Probably going to have Gabriel Iglesias on. He should get him right now. He's at a Super Bowl party. Um, so go there and rate it so it gets rated higher. To rate it right now, because if it happens in the first two weeks, it gets pushed up the iTunes ratings, and then more people will discover it, and then Steve Simone can get fucking on the road and get a draw going and actually make a living doing what he's doing. The best is stand-up comedy. One of the best storytellers out there. And fucking nobody knows about it. Um, all right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Doc Willis, thank you very much, very much. What a fucking cool episode. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 152. The Streets, with a Z, USA, with Doc Willis, over and out. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, Steve Simone, good times with Steve Simone. Check it out right now. Just go right now. This is done. What else are you doing? Go check that one out. It was a really fun podcast anyway. When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, let them do what they can You've got brothers around You're a family man You're never alone You're never disconnected You're home with your own When companies expect it You're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget Till they cart you away When you're a jet you stay a jet. Now I know Tony like I know me. And I guarantee you can count him in. In, out, let's get cracking. Where you gonna find Bernardo? It ain't safe to go into PR territory. We're the dance tonight at the gym. Yeah, but the gym's neutral territory. Hey, Rab, I'm gonna make nice with him. I'm only gonna challenge him. Great, Daddy O. So listen, everybody dress up sweet and sharp. Meet Tony me at the dance at the 10. And walk tall! We always walk tall! We're Jets! The greatest!
when you're a jet, you're a top cat in town. You're a gold medal kid with a heavyweight crown. When you're a jet, you're the swinging a sting. Little boy, you're a man. Little man, you're a king. The jets are in gear. Our cylinders are clicking. The shots are still clear. Cause every Puerto Rican's a lousy Every last bugging gang on the whole fucking street, on the whole.